With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What's up? Jason Tatum here. Ball up wherever you are with NBA 2K Mobile. Playing game events to collect NBA legends and rising stars to assemble your dream team and settle things on the court. Download NBA 2K Mobile now on the App Store and Google Play. Hello and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Pick Aside Podcast. My name is Joel Moran and I'm here with River Brown, Andrew Belez, and Joe Dells. And it's now episode 263. In this episode, we are going to react to Aaron Rodgers saying he wants to join the Jets. Mojo Investments, top free agent signings, winners and losers, early NFC East favorite, Jordan Love versus Justin Fields, and top cornerback tandems shout out to everybody watching on youtube right now we got a hundred live shout out to the people oh man how you guys feeling i feel great aaron rogers wants to be a jet it's one of the best days of my life like i'm not even gonna lie to anyone who's listening out there today is one of the best days of my life listen we got aaron rogers baby that's all that matters and i I said Aaron, aaron rogers wants you yes i don't know if that means you got aaron we're gonna get him though there's no doubt and i don't know if you guys know but let Joel Moran cook. You know, it's a hashtag started with my burner. But we got to keep the ball rolling because early in the offseason, Nostradamus, I said Aaron Rodgers was coming to the Jets. A lot of you guys, especially the audience, said you're not going to get him. Just wishful thinking. Aaron Rodgers, the writing was always on the wall. We got Nathaniel we go. Hackett to lure in Aaron Rodgers. And, I mean, the icing on the cake was signing Alan Lazard yesterday. I mean, it was obvious. Alan Lazard, the Lizard King. <laughs> That's my guy. The Lizard King, come it's on. It's Sammy, Sammy Watkins. Watkins. The real no. No, he's the Lizard King. Come on, <laughs> yeah. Alan Lazard. Real, real. No, no. That, how are you going to turn your back on Alan Lazard? He's a great wide receiver three. You were trying to push him as this wide receiver one, 1,000 no, yards. Not. I was never trying to push him. Well, I said he'd get 1,000 yards He would have been their wide receiver one. Well, the yards. reason why I said he'd get 1,000 yards last year was because of opportunity. Yeah. But you see, listen, this is the amazing story about Alan Lazard. This is why I respect him so much as a man. He bet on, bet on himself. One year, $4 million deal. He knew he was going to get the opportunity in Green Bay. He had a good season, and he was the second most coveted wide receiver on the open market. And he gets signed, and he gets a big-time bag. So shout-out to Alan Lazar for shout getting out to that Alan Lazar. Everyone's getting bag. claps today. Everyone's getting claps. Everybody is getting claps today because today is a, is a day worth clapping about because Aaron Rodgers is coming to the Jets. Before we get, and before we get into Aaron Rodgers, let's talk about um, Boom Fantasy to talk about playback. So on, on Twitter <laughs> yesterday, I asked Twitter the Twitter audience, "What game do you guys want to see us watch tonight?" It's tonight, fellas, and the game they want us to watch is Clippers versus Warriors at 10 p.m. Eastern time. So that is the game we will watch. I will drop down the link in the in the chat down below, so you guys can go sign up for playback. We'll be live on playback. Make sure you guys. Watch. You guys can come up on stage with us, talk to us, ask us questions, debate with us, be interactive in the comments. It's a really cool experience. And and Boom Fantasy, you know, we got March Madness coming up, but that's tomorrow. Boom Fantasy picks for today. You guys won yesterday, Jalen Williams, PRA, and you got Giannis over a steal and block. I lost. RJ Barrett had 22 points. Should have had 23 or more, but Tom Thibodeau 
for some reason played it for 28 minutes. You probably was, saw. Y'all were smoking the Blazers. That third quarter, I, yo, that game last night was lit. At the that time, game was crazy. I, I thought RJ should have still got some minutes down the stretch, but you know Tom Tibbs. He's been cooking. Yeah. RJ's been cooking recent, the last two games. Today, um, I, I know this is an NFL show, but um, Draymond Green said on his podcast, the energy has shifted. Oh, so we're going feeling? on the road. We're going to start winning games. Two wins and yeah, energy yeah. shifted. He said they had a conversation. He was like, they had a conversation. They know it's time to really step their shit up. So the start today. For that? They are. Definitely our son. Yeah. So it starts today with the Clippers, unfortunately. Hate it had to be them. We'll see. We'll see if you done. guys finally get that road. Well, if energy win. really has shifted, you should get it done. I win regardless. Clippers haven't played well. I win regardless. Oh so. You know, Russell Wilson has the best net rating on their team right now, right? Westbrook? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does. No, yeah. He, he, he hasn't been bad. Two of the, the two of the losses they love to blame, he didn't even play down, down the stretch. So it's like. Well, there's a reason. Well, that's what I'm saying. You can't really blame him for the else. People just love going with that narrative. They don't yeah. care how he plays. It's like just, in the Kings lose, game, if you want to blame somebody, you have to blame Eric Gordon. Fact. Facts. Yeah, Eric bum. Gordon has, has He's been, been good, right. though. You can lately. blame Eric Gordon or you can blame Paul George. Or are you talking about the OT? First one. Facts, facts, facts. Got yeah. it, got it. Yeah, but RJ should have hit the over. But today, the over will be hit because I'm betting on Joel Embiid over 31 and a half points. Playing Joel Cleveland. Embiid, he, I don't care. Okay. I don't care if he's playing. He could be playing. I looked at that line, too. I was I only hesitated because of Cleveland. But it he is could, Joel Embiid. He could be playing against anybody. Joel Embiid right, right. now is a man on a mission to win the most valuable player award. I took his odds when it was plus 370. Right now it's plus 220. Come. You know, I took it, you know, on a come up. This three-game skip from the Nuggets. It's, yeah, it's blessing you. It's yeah. got Vegas. I know. Different. I know. That's why, you know, I wrote a tweet yesterday. They got a lot of backlash. But then it, the the love kind of overweighted as the time went by. Good. I'm happy About for that. Jokic not trying. But listen, if Jokic does not want to try down the stretch, I'm totally fine. And I'm not uh-huh. saying that Jokic Do you want to reword trying. yourself right now while we're on the well, podcast? Well, the rewording is that, is that – if Nikola Jokic hypothetically did have in his brain that he wants to coast the season to not really win MVP, I'm totally fine with that because I think that the pressure on him if he wins three in a row is going to be really annoying from the media, mm-hmm. and I don't think he wants to be talked about and in the media all the time like he is right now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I definitely agree with my statement still, mm-hmm. but that's what I that's from my perspective. Yeah. You know, if, if he did not want to really try down the stretch and just coast, I'd be fine with it. Big, uh, big John Moran news. Uh, Woj just tweeted out that John met with NBA Commissioner Adam Silver in New York today. Ja has left counseling program in Florida and moves closer to ramping up for return to the season. Interesting. That is interesting. Hopefully he's back for the playoffs. But, yeah, Joel Embiid, 31 and a half points tonight. That's what I'm taking. He's going to win MVP this year. I have a feeling about it. It's just in my gut. I have a feeling. Now, Drew, He's what's your boom pick for today? My boom pick for today is going to be D'Angelo Russell, 21 and a half. Is it 21 and a half? 22 and a half. I apologize. Um, for the sole fact that Anthony Davis is not playing tonight. In Houston, they love to give up a lot of points. And D'Angelo Russell has been cooking since his return. Yesterday, we were smoking the Pelicans, light work, so he really didn't have to do too much. But tonight, he's going to be the guy that we rely on 100%. And against the Rockets defense, that is very, very lenient. I'm expecting D'Lo to cook up. Oh, man. Today, I'm going Zach Levine over with the assists, man. First of all, he's been cooking this month. You know, he's been on the scoring output. His last couple games, he's hit four assists, five assists, four assists, five assists. So I'm going to take the gamble. Um, Zach's been amazing, though. And this is what the offense looks like with him at the helm. And I'm excited to see. We haven't been winning as many games. You know, we're still in the playing hunt. But you love to see Zach be healthy and do his thing. So that's what I'm going with. I'll tell you what, this speaks on, on DeMar and his leadership also, realizing, hey, listen, I know I'm great, but yeah. it's time. It's time for me to put the, yeah. the been, ball been into Been asking it. for it. No doubt. We, no, we've been asking for this yeah. for a minute because we understand. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. It's been, a, it's been long. It's, I don't know They why. waited until, what, January, February? It must have been either DeMar said to, to Zach or they kind of just had like a mutual agreement 
Zach's got to start being more aggressive. He's, he, he's finally healthy, he said. Like, that's two. Fully. That's two. I mean, you see his bounce. You see the way that he's yeah. attacking the rim and stuff. He looks he looks like himself. Thank God. It's been years. No so, doubt. question. Why did you go with the assists over the points? The points was high. The points are scary. It was 28. It's flat. very scary. Yeah, but Zach Levine's scoring 30. He has, personally. but you never won for me personally. I didn't pick for Riv, but this is my... I saw that line and decided against it. It's a flat number because he scores 28. I'm going to be you sick. Get the tie. Or you get the sick. L for us. Yeah, you don't even get the... Oh, really, right? Or yeah. do you just get a, a win? Do you a get win, a no win? Nah. No win, no one, loss, th- Yeah, one time, one time I got a tie and you, you took. You didn't give me a win, you didn't give me an L, ah, you just said so nothing. Here, the issue is the assists were four flat too, so I'm not oh, okay. going to defend <laughs> Riv here. Yeah, so Riv is trying to <laughs> end with a tie. No, nah, but I'll say this also. Levine has been passing the ball relatively well. For his, you know, his usual self, it's been a little bit more now. So those are our Boom Fantasy picks, and... Make sure you guys join us on Playback. You know, you guys can watch real time if our picks hit or not. And also, March Madness tomorrow. Yes, sir. Boom Fantasy has March Madness picks. Oh, yeah. And we can all agree with the line that I might have set out. But Brandon Miller over 20 and a half points versus the Texas fact. A&M. Brandon Miller's just been on a different level recently. He really has been. He's been one of the best players to watch in college basketball. Probably, in my opinion, the best player in college basketball. Alabama has been the best team in college basketball also. I'm expecting him to to put on a show. And I think it's Texas A&M Southern, if I believe. Mm-hmm. I think it's that. It that might was be. it. Might be. Yeah, it's not Texas A&M because the, they're no, they're a high better. seed. Yeah, they're better. It's Texas A&M CC. That's what it is. So yeah, twenty and a half points. Brandon Miller. We know Brandon Miller. He's a dog. He's a dog. He's he's savage. Is a dog. He's, he's savage. You want to go? Or you want me to go? No, go ahead. Okay. Keontae George. Why did you laugh? Because you just always name random people. Uh, for me, I'm going to John Harris over six assists okay. from from Kansas. You know, Kansas is looking to make a run. Jalen Wilson has been bugging. I was thinking about taking his points, but I decided to take the engine of the offense, the guy who sets everybody up, who creates for them. He's their point guard machine, the maestro. He's the guy that gets everybody going. So I'm gonna take nice John Harris like assist that. over. Yeah, he's though he's like fucking Rondo out there. Now let's get into what everybody's on this show. To watch and listen to Aaron Rodgers, Pat McAfee, reaction. Now he went on Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee announced yesterday that he's Aaron Rodgers is going to be on the show. And boy, Aaron Rodgers did not disappoint. You know, we're watching it, and Aaron Rodgers. The first thing he says is, "This is not a decision that I'm making right here. It's not a decision day kind of uh, live stream. That's not why I'm on the show." I saw Dale's get very discouraged. When Roger said, I went into the darkness, 90% retiring, Dells got discouraged. I was over here holding Dells hands and telling him, listen, man, Aaron Rodgers is going to be a Jet. Just please believe he will be a New York Jet. Then Aaron Rodgers just says, listen, I want to play for the Jets. I want to play for the New York Jets. And as a Jets fan right now, I feel so happy because history is repeating itself. In 2008, we got Brett Favre. And, and people love to label that time as a failure but we were 8-3 and three with Brett Favre. We were a Super Bowl contender, and then Brett Favre got injured. Aaron Rodgers, 2023, now goes to the Jets. Let's just be very certain about this. Aaron Rodgers, as great as Brett Favre is as a quarterback, he's not Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is better, simply put. And I'm looking at these stats. 2020 and 2021, Aaron Rodgers combined those seasons. 26-6. and six. 70% completion percentage, 8,400 yards, 85 touchdowns to nine interceptions, 116.7 passer rating, two-time MVP, two in a row. Now, I've seen a lot of narratives about Aaron Rodgers. 
oh, he was washed in 2022. None of us at this table had expectations for Rodgers coming into the season because we knew the receiving core was horrible and Bakhtiari was unhealthy. We knew Rodgers wasn't going to have a glamorous statistical season this upcoming this past season. The the narrative that when he goes to things in, in his first year, he's not very good. This isn't his first year in the Hackett offense. This, he's familiar with Nathaniel Hackett's offense. But I look at Aaron Rodgers. I look at the quarterbacks in the AFC East. This past season, Allen threw 35 touchdowns to a 25 touchdowns. In a down season, Aaron Rodgers threw 26 touchdowns and 12 picks, 91 passer rating. Even if we get Aaron Rodgers on the down season, I am screaming. Aaron Rodgers on a down season is <laughs> Derek Carr. Aaron Rodgers on a down season is still a great quarterback. Aaron Rodgers on a down season, we're still a playoff team. But we get Aaron Rodgers MVP with our offense, Brees Hall, Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore. Thank you. Alan Lazard, <laughs> Tyler Conklin. Are you kidding me? That defense with Quinton Williams, John Franklin Myers, Jermaine Johnson. We just re-signed Quentin. We got CJ, Sauce Garner, DJ Reed, Jordan Whitehead. Come on, folks. This is not this is not hard. Jets are Super Bowl contenders. <sighs> Jets are Super Bowl contenders. And we're looking at the AFC East. If we just look at it from quarterbacks, we got two elite quarterbacks in Josh Allen and Aaron Rodgers. We got the mid-tier guys like two and Mac Jones in the Jesus next year. <laughs> and then our defense stacks up with anybody in the NFL. Listen, the Jets are going to make noise. Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback in the AFC East. There's no doubt about it. No question. You're doing and it we're, again. And we're You're doing gonna, it again. And we're going to win the AFC East. There's no doubt about it. Aaron Rodgers, people are going to put some respect on his name. They're going to put some respect on his name. And you know, you know what I love? I love the fact that Rodgers is coming in. Because guess what? There's still hope for that guy. Oh, Don't forget, shit. can't forget that. Zach yeah. Wilson, never, yeah, can't can't forget it that. always comes back to number two. Oh, Zach Wilson getting mentored by Aaron Rodgers. Oh, Zach's about to become a demon out of this. He's going to become a demon. He's going to be like you after that, so, that rough start from Boom Fantasy. Yeah, so, so look, we're, we're going to Look at yes. your walk, huh? So we're going to get Aaron Rodgers. Then when Aaron Rodgers done, oh, well, look, we got another franchise quarterback brewing in the making. That's oh, Zach Wilson. Oh, right. That's, Zach, that's Zach Wilson. Is, if this is Dragon Ball Z terms, he's in a hyperbolic time chamber right now. Zach Wilson is working. He's going to be learning. And the he's Jets. He's been in there for like four years. My goodness. My goodness, Dallas. Aaron Rodgers is a New York Jet. It's a good day. He's a New York Jet. It's a good day. He's a New York Jet. I can't believe it. I, I've needed this for my anxiety. How every time I get a notification, you know, obviously got Schefter on. Uh, I put fucking Trey Wingo on. Like all the notifications. Every time I get a notification, my heart sinks because I think it's going to be Aaron Rodgers news. That's been my life really for these last two or three days. I thought it was going to get done yesterday. Then I thought it was going to get done Monday. And it never happened. And once, once I saw this news that he was going on the Pat McAfee show, I said, this has to be it. There's no way he could go on this show and give us this another runaround saying, oh, I still haven't made a decision or this and that. Thankfully, he went up there and made a decision, made it very clear. My intention is to come back, and he wants to play for the New York Jets. And, oh, my God, did that give me a good feeling. It, it sat inside you, of me, and I felt it, and it was all warm, and everything in the world, all the problems just went away. And it was an amazing feeling to have a franchise quarterback wanting to come play for the New York Jets. It was great. It was a great feeling. I don't know, I don't know what they're laughing about, honestly. You know laughing. Um, it definitely fills it's you about, with joy. It's about, it fills it me warm. with joy. I felt <laughs> like I just felt like I was getting a big warm hug just wrapped around me because yes. the feeling of going from last year and I, listen, 
everyone goes and talks about, look at the Jets' schedule. They played seven backup quarterbacks. The Jets had a backup quarterback for 17 games. Literally. The Jets had Joe Flacco, Zach Wilson, Mike White, Chris Shreveler for a half, back to Mike White, then Joe Flacco finished the season. The Jets for 17 games had a backup quarterback. My mic go off? No, I didn't go off. Okay. Um, I didn't hear myself anymore. Um, I don't hear him either. They had a backup quarterback. Can, Can you, you hear still me? can't hear him? Here we go. Is it still warm inside? Very warm. Yeah, that's fucking. Nuts. What'd you do to him, Joel? Come on, bro. Hello, hello. Bro, I can't bro, good? bro cut him off. We're good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and listen, it's, you were peeking too much, so I was fixing. I got that. you. Yeah. It's not ridiculous to say that the Jets are the third best team in the AFC. <clears throat> you can make an argument. It's not a popular argument, but second best team in the AFC, given the fact that the Bengals just lost key pieces on the defensive side of the ball. The Buffalo Bills are fantastic. Josh Allen's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Their defense, I know, down the stretch last year, gave up more than we were expecting. I still think they're a strong unit. Just brought back Jordan Poyer as well. But we gave them hell last year. Josh Allen's worst games were against the New York Jets. And the New York Jets, with Zach Wilson, beat the Buffalo Bills last season. And i got to give credit to Miami. That offense is dangerous. That defense picking up Jalen Ramsey and Vic Fangio, they're going to be a dog too. This AFC East is shaping up to be like the AFC West. You're going to have multiple Super Bowl contenders, multiple teams that think they could go on deep playoff wins, multiple franchise quarterbacks with some great head coaches. So I'm excited for the Jets. Jets fans needed this. We deserve this. Aaron Rodgers is coming. Maybe it's for one season. Maybe it's for two seasons. Regardless, this was the <laughs> only plan for the New York Jets to get Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers didn't happen. You want to go? <laughs> go ahead, man. You can go ahead. That was funny. It's warm inside. That was that was hilarious, Dells. Um, <clears throat> I'm happy for both of you, man. Um, um, you know, I don't get happy about which, for you guys much. I like to see all you fail. But for this moment, I am definitely happy because you guys have seen long droughts of misery. You know, getting Aaron Rodgers is huge. I'm also of the norm that I think getting Aaron Rodgers makes you guys one of the best teams in the AFC. If not a top three, you're at least top of the wild card. You know, you may not, even if you don't win the division, I can see you being a top wild card team. It's you guys, it's the Bills, it's Miami. Like you said, that's going to be a tough division. You're bringing in Aaron Rodgers, who I still, I've been pretty adamant. He's a top seven quarterback in the NFL. He's still one of the best. You bring him into this offense, you get Brees Hall back, you get Garrett Wilson back, you get all these guys defensively, you still keep everybody. That is huge. You're basically plugging in Aaron Rodgers to a team that won, what, seven, eight games with pretty much third stringers all year. They're all third stringers. None of them are second stringers. They're not good. So looking at it now, like from the landscape of the AFC, I mean, you have the second best quarterback in the division. Arguably could be made the first. I still think he's the second best. Josh Allen's still the best in that division. But you can make a strong push for the number one seed. Like you said, you gave the Buffalo Bills fits. You split 1-1. That defense creates problems for Josh Allen. This is a team that definitely can contend for a Super Bowl. But now you have to look at Aaron Rodgers and see what can he bring next year. We all believe he still has that level to him. You have to hope you can keep bulking up that offensive line, keep protecting him, make those next jumps for those superstars. And if they can do that, I don't see the problem for the Jets. Um, but I do think this is a great move for you guys. This definitely puts you guys in comfortable position for those young guys to be successful. And you're definitely one of the best teams in the AFC. First off, for the boys, God willing, this goes through, right? He wants to play for the New York Jets but there still are steps that have to get put into place for that to finally be a reality. He said it. He wants to play for the New York Jets, but as of right now, he is still under contract with the Packers, which means there needs to be a deal put in place. And right now, that seems to be at the spot we're at at this current Aaron Rodgers state of affairs. But this is a great day for, for Jets fans all over the world, honestly. And to talk to my two Jets fans over here, 
You guys immediately get the best quarterback you've ever had in your franchise and arguably the best player you've ever had in your franchise. I don't think it's arguable. Darrell Rivas, I still put respect on his name as a Jet legend, but I understand where you're sure. coming from. Aaron Rodgers at the quarterback position, the, the, the most difficult position to play in the National Football League, of course, that deserves praise. Two, four-time MVP, two-time back-to-back. Aaron Rodgers' resume speaks for itself. I don't disagree overly that you guys definitely are a playoff team now. To be Super Bowl contenders, I need to see how this offensive line continues to fill out. I still am a believer in Mekhi Becton. I understand that injuries have destroyed his career so far, but I've seen the work that he's been putting in, at least some of the pictures that he's put up on, on social media. He looks like he is taking this the most serious so far. He's lost a ton of weight. He looks to be in amazing shape. Dwayne Brown, the injury concerns me as well. AVT, he did get hurt last season, but AVT, you understand when he's on the field, he's a savage. Lincoln Tomlinson, that's another great piece. What's going to happen with Connor McGovern, who's a free agent? So that's the only concern. But when it comes to weapons, Joel, you already said it perfectly. Garrett Wilson officially gets that superstar leap, that superstar help that he needs to ascend himself into becoming a true solidified superstar, which he already showed a piece of that his rookie season. Now you get Aaron Rodgers. Now we see an elevation from Garrett Wilson, who I've been adamant on that if you get him a real quarterback, he will show his true potential. That's Elijah Moore. He gets a boost from me 100%. Brees Hall, being the dual threat that he is, both receiving and rushing, that is amazing for him because it's like Rodgers goes from Aaron Jones to Aaron Jones Jr. in Brees Hall. Brees Hall is just that amazing of a rusher. Pat McAfee said it himself, as we are all under similar belief, if Brees Hall stays healthy, we're looking at the real offensive rookie of the year. So the Jets had two offensive rookie of the years in their offense, and now you add Aaron Rodgers to the mix. I don't have to talk about how elite that defense was, a top-five unit in the National Football League, and I was very adamant. You get a quarterback into this situation, things change because this is one of those teams. I look at the New York Jets that was truly a quarterback away, and you didn't just get no regular quarterback. You didn't get Derek Carr, which respect to him. He's a good quarterback in his own right. No, you got one of the cream of the crop, one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever put on a uniform, Aaron Rodgers. The expectations are going to be high. There's no doubt you get Aaron sure. Rodgers, it's Super Bowl or bust at this point. And I'm sure Jets fans are happy to hear that because what they're happy yeah. with, Joel last year, all he wanted was to be in the hunt. That's all he wanted. Now this year, now just get me to the playoffs. But now you have Rodgers. Now you start to get a little bit greedy. And understandably so. Yep. I've been that fan. I understand how that is to get that piece and say, hey, the playoffs aren't good enough for me. I want the championship. That's how you should think when you're really a playoff contender. But this is a great moment for Jets fans. I am interested to see how they do fill out the rest of this offensive line. I am interested to see what the compensation is that the Jets are going to have to give up to the Green Bay Packers. But this is a great day for Jets fans. And the Packers, to talk about them very briefly, Jordan Love finally gets this opportunity to show himself as the QB1. It's going into year four where finally this is the year to solidify himself as, hey, the Green Bay Packers did not make a mistake drafting me in the first round when the Packers desperately needed wide receiver help. No, they drafted me because they trusted me to succeed Aaron Rodgers and be the great next quarterback of this franchise. But it's big shoes to fill. You went from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers. That was huge shoes to fill. And Aaron Rodgers exceeded everyone's expectations. And now you're next in line, Jordan Love. And yes, the help you could have could be a little bit better. I'm a huge Christian Watson fan. Aaron Jones, I I am a fan of as well. I think he's one of the more underrated running backs in this league. Offensive line's not that great or has been injured, really. But Jordan Love now has this opportunity that he needs to to take maximum, maximum opportunity of. 
No doubt about it. And I'm 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 looking forward to it. I believe in Jordan Love to succeed, but not immediately. I think that it's going to take a couple years because there are still holes in this offense that need to be addressed. There's still a lack of wide receiver depth. They did just lose Alan Lazard, and I do love Christian Watson as the talent, no doubt, but they do need help in that right as well. But this is an exciting day in sports. I love love. That's one thing's for sure. <laughs> I, I love Jordan Love, and I can't wait for him to succeed because he will succeed. I think it will come this season. I think the Packers will draft receivers. I think so, too. They have Watson. They have Jones and Dillon. I think that that offense will, will complement Jordan Love, and it will be very quarterback-friendly. Now, this is the thing I want to say. When talking about Aaron Rodgers' down season, I don't know why when it comes to football, people throw away context most of the time. Aaron Rodgers' down season is 26 <coughs> touchdowns and 12 interceptions. I saw Will Swanky tweet, oh, Aaron Rodgers had no 300-yard passing games. Come and on, he's going to be 40 years old. Let, that's also what he said. Listen. Well, that's a fact. How many times have we seen quarterbacks go into their 40s that are all-time greats and they have success? Right. Brad Favre went to the Jets and the Vikings. With the Jets, he had success, but he got hurt. With the Vikings, they went to the NFC Championship. Tom Brady, the Bucks, they win it all. It's happened before. And Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers is something, I mean, there's not a lot of all-time greats. Drew Brees. He was he all was right. with the same team. He was all right. He, he was. No, I know, not, but yeah. I'm still playing into your forties. In terms of just winning, it's just Brady. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Aaron Rodgers, he's that type of it's guy. Aaron, yeah, he's correct. that type of level of guy. I agree with you. Now, now listen. Let's talk about the context. You lost Devontae Adams, big, and big. I know that you guys love to rag on him, but I think he's a good guy, good receiver. Oh. MVS. Oh. The, the Packers oh, also lost pick. MVS, <laughs> which I thought you know. Do this. Aaron Rodgers had a very good connection with MVS, no doubt. He did. I don't think that would change. The Aaron Rodgers nursed a thumb injury last year. All of last yep. season, we have to keep that into account, which limited his snaps under center. He wasn't. He he was doing most of his stuff under shotgun, and that is opposite of what Matt Lafleur's offense wants to be. The receivers last year were Lazard, Watson when he was healthy, Cobb and Romeo Dubs. Watson was dropping was some injured. passes too early in the season, no yeah. doubt. But he came into himself. Yeah, you know this God. receiving core isn't anything. Yep. And then the offensive line: Bakhtiari played eleven games, Elton Jenkins played through injury, and he went from guard to tackle to guard. You know he was all over the place. And they had the fifteenth ranked rushing attack. And on top of that, the defense was good, but Joe Barry didn't maximize the personnel a lot of, a lot of the time. And they still finished 8-9. and nine. With all those problems, they feel, still finished 8-9. and nine. And, and one of the narratives I hate about Aaron Rodgers is the playoff success thing. Because I hate when people just make quarterback wins a, play, a, a quarterback stat and, and playoff wins a quarterback stat. I hate it. Because Jimmy Garoppolo wins a lot of the playoffs, and he's an a average quarterback to below average quarterback. Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs has a 100.1 passer rating, 45 touchdowns to, th- to 13 interceptions. He's 11th in playoff wins. He's third in playoff touchdowns. He's fifth in playoff passer rating. This guy is a great playoff performer, and from 2011 to 2018, the Packers never had a top 10 defense with the Packers. Aaron Rodgers has not had the help to go on that type of run, and we've seen it repeatedly with the Packers, and the fact that the Jets are going all in to try to make it happen, and I hope Cobb comes. I hope Lewis comes because it's going to make Rodgers – more comfortable in the locker room. And ultimately, Rodgers knows he has two years at most. He wants to win, and he wants to win with his guys. And I appreciate that. And I hope he wins with his guys, because that means the Jets get one in I don't know how many years. I I used to work at Target, and a 70-year-old man came to Boston in the cash register, and we were Jets fans. We were talking, we were bonding. And he said, 
yeah, I witnessed that Super Bowl. And I was like, God damn, you're old. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, hopefully in our life, hopefully before, you know, of course. you're too 70. old. Of course. Yeah. No, you win two. nuts. Hopefully before you turn 80, we win one. So I think he's probably at the 76, 77 mark. So it could be now. But, man, I, I'm happy that you just got Aaron Rodgers. I think this is going to be big time for us. And I can't wait to cop me an Aaron Rodgers jersey. I can't wait. I can't what wait number? to go to the 12. I think Na- name it to the said, 12. Yeah, uh, name Rogers it said that's tough. Feel like, I feel like Rodgers also like respects the history that's of the game. I agree so with that. So he could change to a different number. It's also important to remember that this has been widely reported on Jets beat reporters, but this is just the start of free agency for the Jets. They mm-hmm. said once Aaron Rodgers officially, we get the word, that is just going to be the beginning for the moves the Jets are going to make. Obviously, Alan Lazard signed yesterday. I don't think it's even been finalized yet, but four years, 44 million, 22 guaranteed. Great I know deal. people were going crazy over it. Yeah. Alan Lazard's a wide receiver three. I think he's one of the better wide receiver threes in the NFL. I know last offseason, Joel and I had a bet under 1,000 yards. I don't think Alan Lazard is ever going to be a top 25 receiver in the league, top 20 guy who's going to put up crazy numbers. But as your wide receiver three, who's played in Hackett's system, who knows the system is a great blocker, red zone threat, which Jets have been missing. I think he's the perfect piece. And for $11 million, I went and said who's and, and looked up who's getting paid that. It's Curtis Samuel and Michael Gallup and he's Jacoby Myers Gallup. just got around that contract. Like $11 million, I'm talking guaranteed money per season because that's all that really matters. That's pretty fair. I mean, for a guy like Alan Lazard who's going to come in and you already have Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, who you aren't paying – so you could go in and, I guess, maybe spend a little more, even if you think that, for $11 million. And then who knows what else comes in. I think Odell is a long shot. His asking price right now is $20 million. I don't think he's going to get that regardless. But even on a one-year prove-it deal, I think the Jets have other holes, especially on the offensive line they should address first. And if they want, if Rodgers really wants Randall Cobb and, and Mercedes Lewis on one-year minimum deals for a million dollars, like nobody's going to bat an eye at that. It's not like we're going to get into this bidding war over Randall Cobb. He's going to come play for the Jets if that's really what it takes. He'll be a wide receiver five. Now, if somehow Randall Cobb takes snaps away from Elijah Moore, we could be having a different conversation, right? But I think for that list of demands, which came out, Rodgers said is bullshit anyway. Even if it was true, I don't think it was ever going to be demands. Rather, these are guys I've played with who know the game, who are veterans I would feel more comfortable about. And outside of Adam Lazard, and like I said, Odell's a long shot. These guys aren't going to be expensive. And I wouldn't be shocked if Lazard... Gets more snaps than Elijah Moore. He could. It could happen. Elijah Moore, I like I said him. Cobb, but not, not, I know. Yeah, I know. But more snaps. I, I'm just talking about to Lazard. Elijah Moore, as much as I love his talent, he has shown tendencies of being a diva and being somebody that just overly complains. But are you going to be a diva when Aaron Rodgers is actually getting you the ball in the spots you doubt want it. the ball in? No, seriously, doubt well, it, it he's going to shut up. He's going to do his job. Well, I'll, say, well, I, well I'll say this. I think Elijah Moore is a great player, no doubt. But he has to start blocking. He has to start blocking. That's It's smaller. La- last, year, last year, one of the reasons why his snap counts got limited was because Denzel Mills was out there blocking his ass off and Elijah Moore was laying people get by him. So he ha- in this system, hacking system, where they're going to run the ball, Elijah Moore has to block. And if he doesn't block, Alan Lazard will be that wide receiver. He- he'll be the opposite receiver. I mean, he'll run three wide receiver sets. It'll happen sure. naturally. I, I think that we're going to run a lot of two, 12 personnel. I do. With Tyler Conklin and CJ Uzama, mm-hmm. I, I think that we have the personnel to run the ball and do of a lot course. of play action stuff. I know what you're so saying. No I, I, think, I think that Elijah Moore, all, I, all I'm saying is that he needs to block. And Alan Lazard, one thing about him, he's going to block, block his ass off. Facts. And Aaron Rodgers has an ultimate connection with him already. So just that familiarity, just him being on the field more, 
he could he could have a better season. I think I wouldn't be shocked. I think Alan Lazard is 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 a little bit underrated in my opinion. Okay, that's a He's fair statement Lizard for me. King. That's Sammy Watkins. <laughs> yeah, it is Sammy Watkins. Not no more. Sammy Watkins did nothing last year with the Packers. Alan Lazard <laughs> took that. He took that. Lazard was okay. Lazard, he wasn't even the best receiver on his team. Fifteen games, almost eight hundred yards. Most if he played, consistent. if he played all seven, 17 games, he probably would have had nine hundred plus. How many would Christian Watson have had? Great question. I like Christian Watson. I no, had no, him I win know, I'm just saying, uh, you said an elite connection that's strong. He has a solid connection with him, no doubt. I think it's an elite connection. I know we're getting into semantics. Not, let's not do this. I, I know that they 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 feel like they have a great connection. That's all I'm saying. I know that Aaron Rodgers, when he was talking to the Jets, he said, listen, I left on the ball to this guy. So go get him, please. Okay. All right, listen, whatever Rodgers wants, hey, you cater to. Uh, you, you you said it perfectly. Odell's the long shot here, but if it's going to be minor things that are going to make him happy, that are going to get him into the building, that want him in the building, hey. And listen, I know Odell's a skeptical now, but once the season rolls around and he starts seeing the big-time plays Lazard I'm makes. skeptical. He was in. Dells is gonna say. I was skeptical <laughs> of Lazard getting a thousand yards last season, being this wide Del, receiver. Dells is gonna say, "Yo, Lazard, he's gonna be like your no, Quincy Nunwa." Even when I watched him last season, Legend. he was he was still impressive. Just watch him, because obviously I was rooting against him last year. I didn't want him getting a thousand yards, but I feel like every he time I watch the Packers game, ca- exactly, passes. he's a big body. He could catch balls, um, contested balls, red zone threat, like we mentioned, great blocker. So it's it's something the Jets have been missing. Yeah. We talk about getting a receiving core that could do things differently. You have a guy that. You know, the other receivers don't do it at an elite level. Now, I think this is understood, but I just want to make it clear okay. for all of us mm-hmm. that the upside of this Aaron Rodgers thing, I mean, with Derek Carr, if he plays at his best and everything goes right, he's like the ninth best quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers, if everything goes right, could be the best quarterback okay. in the NFL statistically this season. I'm okay. done. So... So Mahomes, he, 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 he could be, be better. Your boy's just Mahomes is number one. But that's you just all right. So that's it. All right. You just said the best. Hey guys, 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 let's give him I another said, chance. I said statistical. Recut it. I Recut said statistical. It. I said statistical. Are we not going to act like 2019 and 2020? He was not the best. That's a fact. Um, was he the best, or he's just statistically the best? I would say in 2020, he's definitely the best. I know this is going to sound kind of stupid to say, but I want to see Aaron Rodgers a little bit more careless with the ball this season, and I mean that in the sense of I want him to trust himself. Not worry about throwing these interceptions, which I feel like I've seen. You mentioned the playoff numbers. No doubt, on face value, they're amazing. But sometimes I don't want Rodgers to be as protective, as safe with the football. I want you to be confident because he obviously has the arm talent, one of the best arm talents the game's ever seen. I want him to trust himself and let the ball go, not worry about throwing interceptions. Interceptions, to me, are a stat that I don't even think about too often, really. Because if you throw a lot of interceptions, but you continue to be one of the elite of the elite quarterbacks in the NFL, you win games, you get your team far in the playoffs, it means nothing to me. Because it's showing to me, one, you're confident in yourself. Two, you believe that you can make any throw in on the football field, which goes hand-in-hand hand with, with confidence. And three, you have an arm that not many do. So ultimately, you're going to let the ball go and not think too much of it. So, really, I want to see that because you have some solid weapons. Garrett Wilson, we've spoken ad nauseum about how special and how amazing his potential is and already how much he's shown us already. But I I think he needs to understand with this group of guys, it's going to take trusting them as well to be in the spots that he's anticipating them to be in. So, I want to see him be a little bit more reckless, for lack of a better term, really. We saw Aaron Rodgers turn Robert Tunyon into a pro bowler, basically. Conklin. Conklin, bro, loves Conklin. He, Conklin might have Conklin's good. No, he's solid. No, he's good. He's Conklin sure. is good. I like Tyler Conklin. I understand your perspective. Mm-hmm. I only push back that 
there's charts that show Aaron Rodgers is a very aggressive quarterback while still being efficient. You know, so I know the intercept. I know it's popular to to say the interception numbers are low because he's not aggressive with Usually the ball. Usually that's a great thing. Like years past when we look at Rodgers, and I'm sorry to cut you off, King, you see the lower interception, the four interception season yeah. that he's had, that he was the MVP. Yeah. Of course, on face value, that's incredible. But really, I don't, I don't look at that and really put too much emphasis on it because I understand how great he is. And that game against San Fran sticks out to me where I feel like he didn't trust his guys. After, I believe it was Mercedes Lewis, if I'm getting the name wrong, I apologize, fumbled the football. It seemed like he didn't trust anyone that wasn't Aaron Jones, that wasn't Devontae Adams. And so if that wasn't there, then he kind of held on to the ball or threw it away. All, all I'm saying is that the interception numbers being low is not equaling to him being a safe quarterback. I know what you mean. He, he is a very aggressive quarterback. The interception numbers just happen to be low because he's a the savage. most accurate quarterback mm-hmm. that, you know we've almost seen ever. But, you know, whatever. Even at his best, it's one Mahomes, two Rodgers. I mean, he could have that type of it season. Could. And with the Jets roster, that could take us very far. We could win a Lombardi because of that. The Grizzlies you know, no uh, suspended jaw eight games. Eight games now. Eight okay. Games. okay. Sounds good. So on to Mojo Investments of the Week. Now, last week... We invested into Jordan Love, and we like to do these Mojo Investments of the Week because it allows you guys to build your portfolio with us because all of us, we're investing into these players as well. So you guys build your portfolios with us. Last week it was Jordan Love, and he's up 32% in the last week. It's been unbelievable. Mm -hmm. It's actually making me emotional. And I think once, I know we were talking because this announced his price didn't move much, but I think once Rodgers officially gets traded and he's off the team, you could see his price go up even more. So it's not too late to get in on Jordan Love. And RJ Fisher, who's a fan of the show, continuously tweets at us, and he shows us how much his Jordan Love stock goes up. I think he's up $400 now on Jordan Love. Really? Juju, that's a yeah. good sign. Interesting. That's nice. He's better than Jacoby Myers. He isn't. Yes, he is. He's ah, same type of Jacoby guy. Jacoby at his <laughs> best is Juju at his medium. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. <laughs> but listen, Mojo, Jordan Love, 32%. Now, investment of the week. Who, is, who are we investing into this week that deserves some recognition? Now, we know the football season's over, so players are not going to really move up like that. But Mojo has NBA now. And I want to tell you guys that you guys can download Mojo everywhere, but only deposit in New Jersey. You get a $100 bonus when you use code PICKASIDE100. But investment of the week, we all agreed on this player. Absolutely. It's Jalen Williams, OKC He's Thunder. He's got the rookie of the year locked. I saw you tweet it. I was curious. I wonder what those odds are looking like. I said, I didn't say lock. I said he's my rookie of the year, and I don't give a fuck about what nobody else thinks. And I'm not trying to knock you because <laughs> yeah. what Jalen Williams has done in the last month has been special. The efficiency has been stupid. No, he's been He's a great player. He's been a beast. And they you know they they're I winning you, because of him. I let you guys know this in the group chat. I don't know if you saw it. you might have not been awake at the time, but <laughs> what, I'm all morning? in. I'm a Jalen Williams fan. Uh, it's I official. Was. All right, that's my guy. This morning? I t- well, yeah. I was Allo, fucking Yeah, you were Allo out. Allo still Just minus 7,000 to win. Oh, he'll, no, he'll yeah, win. Yeah, Powell's going to win it. Powell's going to win. Jalen Williams has just been unbelievably Since great. Since the new year, Jalen's been pretty good. Dog, this yeah, reminds good. me of LaMelo's rookie of the year win when Anthony Edwards kicked up later in the season. Yeah. It reminds yeah, me LaMelo, a lot about that. The one thing about LaMelo's rookie of the year, though, is that LaMelo did miss time. So there was a point in time where we fell to Anthony Edwards because of how well he was playing and the lack of games that LaMelo had played towards the end of the season. Yeah. That it would be Edwards. Yeah, uh, you know, Bob I, could have it. I think it is uh, just important to note that what Jalen Williams is doing at his best this year is what Paulo's 
is doing kind of inefficiently. Yeah, correct. When he's been kind of on his down yep. turn of the, of the oh, season. Thunder winning more. And what's Jalen, the third option on, on the Thunder? Jalen also yeah. plays defense. Yeah, Paolo, for, bro, he, he's got some active hands. Paolo post All-Star break is averaging 21, yeah. four, 21 6 and 4. Yeah, Jalen Williams post All-Star is averaging 21 5 and 5. And that's sharing the ball, but that's Jay who yeah. gets the ball all day. Oh, that's true. All day. Imagine got some guys like Franz Wagner, no Facts, doubt. But got some guys. What do you mean, Franz? What do you mean, Franz? Good. No, we Mark were talking. Foles no, is turning no, up. No, no, it's just we were like SGA. Come on. In March, Jalen Williams, twenty-three points per game, six rebounds, five point two assists, sixty-one percent from the field, fifty-six percent from three, and eighty-three percent from the God line. Damn, that is dumb. That is dumb. While uh, playing defense at a high Not level, for real, bro. He is huh? definitely Baby on go the entire the entire game. Baby who? Baby Shea. Shea, okay. I don't hate that. He models his game after him. That's what he said. Yeah. They go shopping together. They're that's like tough. best friends. Yeah. Oh, so he gets his, his like drip his pro- from, his protege. from SGA. Yeah. Tough. That's Anybody tough. who gets their drip from SGA is winning. I'll tell winning. you what, OKC is going to be tough next season oh, if yeah. Chet is Chet. If Chet is Chet and they get another really good pick, which obviously Thunder is still in contention for the play-in, so we'll yeah. see what happens there, but... Bro, they, they get another picks. really solid lottery so draft pick picks. with Chet. A lot of them are protected, though. I mean, listen. This year. We can't sleep on Josh Giddy. Future picks, though. They're no, still loaded No, up. you cannot. Yeah. Josh Giddy has been phenomenal Josh in playmaking Giddy and setting up the offense. I wonder what they're going to do with Dortz. Because Loki, he's he's a solid ball bench, player, too. I think off the bench, he's yeah. phenomenal. They just have so many young guys they need minutes to give. Oh, they're, they're, them, the them young guys are gone. Now, Jalen Williams on Mojo's up 10% in the past week from $123 to $133. And just to let you guys know, you guys don't have to put the full 123, Facts. 133 into Mojo. You can put $20 into Jalen Williams and just see the money grow. You don't have to buy the entire share. Other candidates that I was considering for investment of the week, James Wiseman. He's yeah. up 3%. I like that. The stats look good in Detroit, you know, but they're still a team Losing. that it's struggles to win. They have 19 yes. wins, something like that. And David Roddy up 16% for the past week. John Morant, you just said, suspended eight games. David Rod is going to have a, a solid rotation now. He's going to be solid in rotation, and, and he's been looking good, man. I like David Roddy. I'm not too familiar with his game, but I know Riv. You being a college guy, tell me about David Roddy. What does he do well? What does he do poorly? What does he do well? What does he do poorly? Um, he's, he's like, in Memphis, he's supposed to be like this stretch. He's a big body. He's physical. He kind of plays a little bit like Xavier Tillman to a degree, a little better, better handles. Um, he can move well. He can make layups. A little mid-range jumper. He's he's solid. He's nothing like too crazy, but he's definitely solid. He's six six. He's small. He's more for that small ball five type of position. But he's solid in is college. He better than Jaden Hardy. They're different. Jaden Hardy's like is probably like a prolific scorer. Okay. David Roddy's like more. Just of a, had this conversation about yeah. who I should. Pick David Roddy's like a jack of all trades type of player. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So in saying that, can I give my investment of the week yes. also? I have two. One out though for NFL, uh, out though NFL. But first, we'll, we'll stay on NBA. Mine's gonna be Jalen Suggs. Jalen Suggs at fifty four dollars fifty seven cents. He's gone up five percent this past week. Now it's understood Jalen Suggs has been just the epitome of inconsistent. But in the month of March, shooting forty five percent from the field, thirty seven percent from three, which is what he's really struggled with. Free throw could be a little bit better, seventy seven percent. But what really stands out to me is that he's averaging two two steals a game essentially on 12 points per game as well. He's been great defensively. We've known that. But if he can just continue to be consistent on the offensive side, then we start to see or lean into the potential that was believed in him at draft day. And at $54 essentially, which is significantly less than a lot of these players that we see, and for a guy who's the fourth overall pick, 
this is a guy that I'm keeping my eye out for. And for the NFL, Sam Darnold, $20, going to San Francisco. There was literally no better situation for him to go to with multiple factors taken into account. Brock Purdy, you're not sure what's going to happen, of course. It's saying three months until he's throwing the football again. Of course, Trey Lance, yes, he is there. He's the number three overall selection, but he was already going to be in a QB competition with Brock Purdy. Now Sam Darnold comes in, and Sam Darnold, we've seen flashes from time to time. For more often than not, we think we think that Sam Darnold's not really like that. Understandably so. He's not been really good at by any means consistently. But now you go to San Fran, where Kyle Shanahan legitimately makes every single quarterback he touches good. And so now you come into this offseason where he costs $20. Just monitor that price. $20 for Sam Darnold if he comes and starts into this offense. It'll be interesting to see and something to look out for as well. All right. Uh, did you want to go? Or? You can go. Oh, okay, cool. I just, have I just want to so. let you know, Drew, Max Christie on Mojo share price is $10.30. That's another one to look out for, man. Uh-huh. I'm glad people in the comments, people on Twitter were letting me know that pay, people, Lakers are, fans. people are sleeping on... It was a lot of Lakers fans. No, 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 no. I'm not. No, because the Lakers fans, they yeah. watch. They tune you, you, in. Yeah, I do. They know what's up, they know what's up yeah. with Max Christie. They, yeah, they, yeah, at face yeah, values, the numbers really know. aren't it. But when he's on the court, can splash a three when you need him to, and the defense is there. Copy. Uh, for me, I got two. Um, one is like sort of a little bit of a wild card. Patrick Baldwin Jr., uh, especially with the news that Andrew Wiggins might not be back for the season. That really? Could be, that could, and Jonathan Kaminga is out right now. He had the same injury as KD. They haven't really defined how long he'll be out for, so he's been day-to-day. He was out the last two games. Patrick, with those two guys being out, being primarily wing guys, this leaves the room for Patrick Bolden Jr. to come into the lineup. Now, he's very trigger-happy when he gets in. He's shooting that shit. That's fine. No, no it's, he's 6'11". Yeah, Nobody's blocking him, so <laughs> whatever. Like, And he makes them. Like, he can shoot. He can. Sometimes he doesn't make. But this is somebody who maybe you can look at invest in he can be a little small value he can up his price especially with Wiggins possibly not come back for the year crying and that then, makes me sad you know it hurts me that's, physically that's and mentally terrible. like I can't move right now uh and my NFL one uh Darnell Mooney man I think Darnell Mooney is definitely gonna go especially with DJ Moore coming into the fold and the impact that Justin Fields is gonna have and his improvements next year Darnell Mooney's not this high-flying high level he's not a Smitty he's not a Jalen Waddle but he statistically he can have a really really good number two season especially right behind DJ Moore and if Justin Fields makes the improvements that we all think he'll make this offseason, Darnell Mooney is somebody you should definitely lock into. That's perfect because my investment of the week is Justin Fields. Hey. We're going to talk about him more later, but he's $31 right now. He's around guys like Geno, Mac Jones, Daniel Jones at 36, so around that range. And if Justin Fields who just got DJ Moore, we see year after year, once you get that number one receiver, the improvement quarterbacks take. It wouldn't surprise me a few months from now when we're talking MVP, comeback player of the year, and we have those dark horses. Justin Fields is going to be a name that gets brought up a lot for dark horse MVP. It's a bold take, Dells. That's a bold take. Dark horse. I believe you. You know what I mean? That's a bold I trust take. I believe you. I'm not saying he's going to win it, but he I might. think that's going to be a lot of people's picks. I'm cautiously optimistic about Fields. Not crazy. He's got I said some things st- to work on for sure. I don't know. Last year I said the same thing about Tua. Yo, are you stupid? Are you dumb? <laughs> like, be serious. No, yeah. but that's he what he gets. in December. Like we all predicted. Hurt. I mean, I, we predicted I'll be honest, he was we, we fold did. in December. And we predicted it. And then he you, you predicted Remember the Chargers game? Starting level quarterback. That shit hurts me. That, more now, than any other game by far. That's the one that stinks. Yeah, bar for bar. Told you exactly what would happen. Because they, sh- they were not a defense that should have done that to them. Now, Riv, on Mojo, they have liquid props too. And I'm going with Keontae George to have 
over the 47 points in the He's not a Keontae Georgia guy. He found him out like three days ago. Don't do him like that. Don't do him like that. Exactly. No, because this is what he does. No, 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 Drew, don't let him fall. Don't let, no, this is what he does. This is what he does. If you would have did that shit to me, I would have been tight. No, because he does it all the time. He tells me random names, and then he'd be like, bro, I knew about him. And then he's going to tell me, watch, in two months, he's going to be like, I'll put you on the Keontae George. Hey, I respect that. That's exactly what he's going to do. Riv has a. That shit's killing. I told you about Anthony Black. That's exactly what he's going to do. Yeah, Riv has a tendency to, look, look, okay. to because he knows more college basketball to me, he keeps up with it more. He has a tendency to think that all the players he finds, and I cannot find any for myself. But little does he know, <laughs> during the draft, when we were scouting our guys, I know they didn't play college basketball because that's, that's what Riv is in school say, with. Giddy? But I told him about Operation Goon. Yes. I told him about Josh Giddy, and Gosh. he was doubtful. He was very Who's doubtful. Who the one that was doubtful on LaMelo? Keep it a stack. It was Riv. It was me. Oh, I said it's shooting. Why are you sleeping? No, I said it's, I don't know if his shooting would translate. It was dog shit over mm-hmm. there. It was, but now it's yeah. amazing. And then he keeps bringing up the giddy shit because I don't yeah. think he'll be a star. Yeah. That's really he, the he only star, the only one I really, really, genuinely hated on was Sangoon. That's the only one no, I you hate on Giddy too. You no, did I didn't hate on Giddy. I, just, hate on I said he'll be. I was there. There's literally, bro. There's literally a YouTube video of saying Riv apologizes to Josh Giddy. Yep. Yeah, that's because Josh Giddy. Because I thought I was saying some disrespect for sure. I just said he'll be a good starter. I didn't think he'd be a star. He's backtracking. Man, all I'm saying is that Anthony Black, for sure, that's mine. That's there we go. my look, guy. Look, look. That's a my Anthony guy. Black for like a year. That's a, hilarious. Yeah, I've been talking about him for like, what, a year and a half? I'll just mention him randomly. Black so, so yeah, it's it's Black insane to me. And He's Brandon Miller's now my guy, too. Oh, yeah. Nah, nah, yeah. Pick nah. the number two pick in the draft. <laughs> nah, that's how I'm feeling. That Brandon Miller right. really is totally <laughs> so good. Yeah. I, I talked to you about him like four weeks ago. Okay. You know that I did. I texted you about him. I was like, are we sure that he's not... He's not better than school. You know, I, I, I did, but you do know I was one of the people that was tweeting with Raphael about Brandon Miller possibly being two. I never said you weren't first to it. No, I'm just letting I you just know. I said that I finished the race as well. <laughs> All right. You know, if you want Brandon Miller, you can have Brandon Miller. I was you saying know? this before the show. You know Brandon Miller's a dog. Yeah. When my dad, who is a pretty act, mm-hmm. he's active in, in watching and listening to sports, listening to the podcast all the time. When my dad's coming to me and yeah. saying, yo, bro, have you seen what this guy Brandon Miller is doing? That's when you know. That someone actually is. So you also a Brandon Miller looking. guy. I mean, everyone should be a Brandon Miller guy. Now, I wouldn't say I'm a Brandon Miller guy. But you don't have to be a. We. That's why I'm. I'm, I'm everyone like a acknowledges that Brandon Miller's a savage. That's yeah, it. That's why I'm Who, actually. Who's like your a, guy in this draft? Oh, uh, Amen. For a while, Amen. Jalen Hood. Uh, Trevion Smith. Yeah, that's one of my guys. Uh, Keontae George, one of my guys. Um, Come on, I got a few. Look at him. What about Osar? Osar is my guy too. Okay, but guy, I, was just ask, I was just asking yeah. you a question, Riv. What's up? Keontae George to score forty-seven points in the tournament. Oh, in, in total. total. Oh, easily. easily. Oh my Bro, god! I saw Drew Timmy's is like eighty points. Drew Timmy's. I, you tell me that he's go. the best college basketball oh, yeah. player. There Bro, is. He's, I don't know what he does. His moves are very generic, but he he's a bucket. Oh, uh, he gonna to score forty-seven? The only the only tricky part about I don't the think game. he has to Bell has to play four games for that to happen. Forty-seven. Forty-seven. He can he can do that in two to three games. He could. He, but His the ability. problem is they, they have, can they, they can Chris lose in round two. They do have Chris Murray on. That here. was something that was intriguing to me. The only thing is that his attempts are just what's what's Jalen Wilson on there. Because they can Baylor can lose around two, and you, you know the dance is so unpredictable. They could get bounced around. Jalen Wilson's points is seventy-five for Kansas. Now he's been Damn. his last six seven games 20, 21, Who's 22. Kansas facing in the first round? Oh, fucking is forgot. it Howard? It's not a good team because they're a high. Because it says H O W. I don't know if it's Howard. That's Howard. Or not. That's Howard. Okay, it they're projecting Wilson to score twenty three in that game. He can. He's been he's been scoring twenty threes like last seven games. He's a beast. 
Jack of all trades. I love him. I hope he comes to uh now, the Warriors. To, to end off this this segment, and I wanna I want the comments to answer this question as well as long as, uh, as along with you guys, because mm-hmm. this will be up on TikTok. We're gonna get a lot of varying reactions from this. All right. Paulo Boncaro, Jalen Williams, who has a better career? Ooh. Oh shit. You set us up. And in, in the comments, answer Paulo okay. or Jalen Williams. I got this very easily. As great as Jalen Williams has been over the past month, two months, absolutely. The answer is Paulo Boncaro because the Magic understand that this is the foundational piece to change the organization. What they need to do is surround him with shooting and continue to put playmaking around him. More importantly, shooting. The Magic are one of the worst three-pointing shooting teams in the NBA. So Paolo is being double-teamed and triple-teamed almost every single possession, which is why he is so inefficient. But really, once you start to continue to get playmakers, to get shooters around Paolo, you will continue to see Paolo transcend and continue to ascend to being one of the best basketball players in the association. You ever feel like you just want to make a take different just to be different? Yeah. yeah, I feel like it's one of those moments. So I'm gonna go Jalen Williams. Uh, I just he just this is completely biased. So I don't care what nobody says. I just gravitate to his game more. I like his game more. I feel like Boncaro. I love Boncaro. So that's the crazy part. But J Dubs for me, I'm just gonna pick him just because I want him to succeed more. That's cool. Like Jalen Williams. I, I won't lie. I think that when it comes to OKC and Orlando, I trust OKC to build a competitive team fair. much faster. I think Sorry. they're much further in the process as well. Jalen Williams. He's probably going to get in the next couple of years more nationally televised games. People are going to oh, see his year. game more. So he could become more recognized than Paolo. But I agree with you. I think Paolo is a foundational number one yep. piece for organization yeah. where Williams is the complement to SGA. Fact. It's all about opportunity. But I, I think Williams for the Valley, like you look on Mojo, Williams' share price is 133, Paolo's 217. So for the value, I, I like Williams a lot. We're going by Mojo, of course. I'll rock with the swaggy guy. But, I like it. He's but I like, I like, like J- Jalen Williams' right game a lot, though. Yeah, he's crafty. He can shoot yeah. well. Defend. Oh, so swaggy. He's awesome. Yeah, he's, he's awesome, Great bro. athletic. Hair is cool. Athletic, very cool. How about you? Who's your pick? Now, I, I was saying, I agree with you guys. I think Jalen right now is the more complete player, especially defensive side of the ball. But when you go number one overall and everything's going to be built around you, with the Thunder, everything's going to be built around SGA. Even how great Jalen Williams is, it, like you said, he does feel like the number two to a team that's going to be competing, obviously projecting him um, you know, to continue to progress his game. But Paolo going number one overall, it just feels like the magic are going to be Paolo's going to be the, the piece that's built around there. Yeah, Jalen Williams definitely has played better, but we can't let a month or two of basketball just all of a sudden Facts. Agreed. propel one guy over the other. Paolo has this been is coming guy. from the Jalen Williams stand. I'm telling you, <laughs> as of 12 hours ago. Yeah. <laughs> now, we're going to get into our oh, yeah, ad. Talk about Athletic Greens. Athletic Greens, because Athletic, Athletic Greens has proudly sponsored this podcast, so we appreciate them. And it's very easy to drink. One small scoop of AG1 in your water, and you're good to go. It, it tastes very earthy. Do yourself a and favor, though. Don't put it in the water. Get yourself a nice protein shake, a little almond milk. Put it in the blender. Do yourself right. Definitely listen to Drew. He's been taking it religiously. He definitely, I mean, he looks like he's uh, in way better shape than me. before he took AG1. To he looks very muscular. I've seen him with the shirt awesome. off. Skin looks a lot looks better. Amazing. That is, yo, that is an underrated part of it as well. Yeah, Thank skin you. looks a lot better, a lot that. cleaner. Hair looks a little bit more sexier. Thank you. It's yo, the green. The green is putting you as, it turns you from a 9 to a 50. That's what the athletic <laughs> green does. Up. You know I mean? If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply 
of vitamin D and five oh. free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash pick aside. That's athleticgreens.com slash pick aside. Check it out. The link is in our description below. Athletic Greens tastes amazing and it does wonders for your body. Drew is a testament of that. And before we go on to the next segment, we got to read these super chats. Do it. So, do first it. super chat, Kayla Belt. How crazy is the AFC right now? Unbelievable. AFC is full of dogs, man. It's, it's really not fair. The AFC is ridiculous. The AFC East is what everybody thought the AFC West was last year. Yep. The AFC East is going to be the best division in football. And guess what? The Jets are coming out on top. Aaron Rodgers, number one. That's a fact. That's a fact. Don't sleep on Miami. We're going to go from worst to first. Don't sleep on Miami. Yeah. Don't we, need, we need Caleb Williams. Go. We need Caleb Williams and Drake. Like, no one's sleeping NFC. on Buffalo. Need that bad. But don't yeah. sleep on Miami. Stop, stop doesn't it, doesn't it suck that we really finished last in the division? That's, it's that less is, than ideal. It, it's bizarre. Like, you were at the top like for the a Patriots minute. The Patriots finished last, but it wasn't like that. <laughs> no, literally, you pulled the New York Knicks. We won't talk about it on six. Reggie Miller. Knicks. Reggie Miller. New York Knicks. Really? You did? I was there. I was at that game. How'd you finish? Eight and eight. Wow. I was at that game where the though? Dolphins beat you, you guys yeah. in Meadowlands at the time yeah. where Miami was going to the playoffs and they kicked the Patriots out and you guys. Yeah. But the AFC, just let's talk about teams that I think in the AFC are going to be great, that we I think we all can agree on. Broncos. The AFC East, the Dolphins, Bills, Jets, all looking like great teams, especially if the Jets get Aaron Rodgers. You look at the AFC West, Chiefs ain't going nowhere. Nope. The Broncos have made some good moves. Very the good Chargers team. are still there because they have Justin Herbert and a good roster. Let's go to the AFC North. The Bengals aren't going nowhere. No. The Browns, they've made yes. some good moves it's in the offseason. It's time off to season. push the agenda. And if Deshaun Watson is back to himself, that team is Big dangerous. Question. You can never count out the Ravens with Lamar Jackson. Who if he plays. And the AFC South, Jacksonville Jaguars. I was going to say, you're not going to mention the Steelers. I know John just took offense. He just said something. With Kenny Pickett. I mean, the quarterback's Kenny They'll win eight games and we won't Whoa, care. Oh, I'm not here for Kenny Pickett. Nine. He's, they're not going to go under five. Those days are behind. Nine games. No, you'll be mid, and then we'll look at you they and be like, oh, you they're the mid. Yeah, I was going to say, you they guys not, they just beat you. Hey, yeah, I had a great year that year. It's <laughs> <laughs> a regular season. Yeah, so the AFC, outside yeah. of the AFC uh, South. And then the Jaguars. Every, yeah. Well, the Jaguars still are going to be one of those South teams. Outside of the AFC South, every division in the AFC has two to three good to great teams. It's a, it's in a that shame division. a division winner has to make the playoffs. You saw the Chargers trying to push that if you're that. if you're better than the fourth the whatever team that wins a division, but you're in the wild card, but you're significantly better that you should yeah. be higher. It's like season. if you have like three or four more wins, yeah. So, so basically, the Chargers the, were the ones to push this. Oh, yeah. And I saw someone saying that's what happens when you're in the division with the Chiefs. But yeah. then divisions don't matter. And I'm I glad think the Chargers did. That's what's happening to the NBA. Like yeah, the NBA don't divisions don't matter at all. I mean, you get like a like, division banner, and it's like oh. You but I do it. think if the NBA started to switch to a more division oriented format. The regular season would be much more fun to watch. Yeah, there's more you would be going towards. Yeah, you know, if you could get home court advantage because you win your division. I'm fine with the division, honestly. Next super cool. chat: Santos Lopez Loyola, two dollars. W but L for changing the time. <laughs> <laughs> we had to wait for uh, Rogers, man. Santos, another super chat: Tua over Rogers. Dude knows ball. Sound a lot like Drew, right? Drew, there. <laughs> Drew said that. Orlando Martinez said I would rather, said I would rather him. Four dollars ninety nine cents. Shout out to the Jets, but also shout out Kenny Pickett. Right, the every show. Oh, Bingo said that? Yeah, Kenny Pickett, shout out. Bingo. Josh Botang, tell that man Drew to take that Arsenal jersey off. These guys are no ball. Simple as that. We're winning the Prem. John, I saw you compare Rodgers to the Jets as Kyrie to Dallas. Yeah, 
This is Deco. One dollars on nonsense. Gotta change that Wilson jersey to Rogers now. Oh, trust me, I know. Santos, we're counting on you. Aaron Rodgers jersey. Yeah, <laughs> show. We're counting on you. Paul Murray, four dollars on nonsense. With all due respect. Y'all suck at these boom fantasy picks, laughing face. <laughs> Y'all making my boy Dales look bad at work. Riv, you need my help? I've been, whoa, I'm climbing. I'm right, I'm like a game or two behind Drew. I was, I've, I've been turning up. The, uh, I was like seven up. games behind Drew like a month uh, you know, ago. It's crazy how I started off losing and then I worked oh. my way up and won a ton of boom fantasy picks to the point that I've lost two straight and I'm up like three, four games. No, you're not. Still. You're only up two games. Relax. No, I'm not. I, I have 14 right wins. You have 16. Relax. I'm 16 and 12. Okay, and I have 14 wins. No, but I'm talking about like in terms of the win-loss. Yeah, I don't know why we counted a, a win or a loss when you were gone. Because now it's off whack. But either which way, fine. No comment. You have 29 wins Allegedly. and losses. Allegedly. You have, you have 29. And you have 28. Total. I have 28. Which is, uh, makes no sense. Should have stopped when you were gone. But fine. <laughs> I did stop when we were yeah, we, when I was then why is there we an probably extra? had one game. There's an all-star break. I didn't. But I don't understand how I have one extra, and so does Rev. All I know I'm is that I'm four. I'm four games above five hundred, and today I will be. I'm four. I will be five today because Joel and B is going to go crazy. Paul Murray, Josh used the PS code on BetterHelp. Oh, nice. Oh, Josh. We're not with them no more. But oh, okay. they want to sponsor us again. Sure, Josh. Yeah, Sad nil. D'Lo always wilts in the playoffs. What do you think about mm. that? Ah, uh, well. I'm going to have to wait. No, because right now when he's in he's a Lakers uniform, he's different. Cool. Deloading. Um, okay. <laughs> no, I just didn't know what you said. Yeah. No, he's a star. <laughs> okay. Next question. He is a star. He's better than DeJounte Murray. He clears. Okay. I don't got time today. No. no. Good. Not one of those days. <laughs> Not one of those days. This no. from Barbershack. It's still Giants over Jets. Stand the off up, Drew. Make it clap, boy. <laughs> what? Okay. All right. Giants over Jets? <laughs> yeah, that was... The Giants have one of the hardest <laughs> schedules this upcoming season. They suck. It's going to be tough. I can't this wait from to shit on them again. Late, place, and that's what they got. Lative love. Bleed green at Dells at Joel. Jets are a top five AFC He, he literally team. said in the Discord, AFC team. if Aaron Rodgers goes to the Jets, I am officially a Jets fan now. I'm crying. Who was his team before? No, nobody. Oh, just. He was a Chiefs and Rodgers guy. Oh, I mean, no, Mahomes and Rodgers guy. Ew. Front runner. He's a like LeBron fan. He's a LeBron fan. <laughs> what do you fan. mean? Yeah. No, I was talking about Joel. I was going to say. Mahomes and Rodgers. What do you mean? I support. You're just Mahomes Burrow. I said. Mahomes, Burrow, Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> now, Herbert. Now I like all the I like all the elite guys. What? Facts. What? what, what are you not, why are you knocking my hustle? Not, not, not wrong with that at all. And Jordan Love in a couple years will be in that tier, and you're gonna say, "Oh, wow. you're a Jordan Love guy." And I'm like, hey, "That's you're, been my you, guy." No, you got Jordan one. Love stamped for sure. Joe Burrow stamped. He's you, been yeah, my day one. Sure. He's day one for sure. And Mahomes, go back. Look at my pin tweet I, on Twitter. Yeah, I see it. Look at my pin tweet I on Twitter. Dallas, respect me as a man, please. Deco, Wilson said he'd give an QB that comes hell. Welcome to hell, Rodgers. Zeke officially released. Yeah. I mean, we could have saw this coming. Yeah. RJ team, Aaron Rodgers to Jets in NBA terms. Kevin Durant to the Suns. Oh my God. I don't know about that. Is that not similar? <laughs> um, that's where John said Kyrie to Dallas. So it's it's like, not because no. he makes us contenders. Uh, yeah, that's fair. I guess KD to the Suns is fun. That's fun. Whatever. Yeah. Because it's not like the Suns are favorites like to win it all. You know, there's still some teams they got to get through. Yeah, that's fine. Um, I'll, I'll, I, can, I can dig it. It's not like Katie to the Warriors. Katie to the Suns. Yeah, Katie to the that, Warriors is like Patrick Mahomes to the... Uh, fucking Eagles. Something. Yeah, shit <laughs> like that, yeah. Like, I don't know what team it goes. Q it's Boogavelli. It's still Bills Mafia. I'm dying on that hill. 
As you should. Josh should. Allen's your quarterback. You the should dog. feel very confident. That's your boy. Santos. Yeah, I know how I feel your about Your PG Big Josh jersey is arriving next week. And, Drew, did you get your AD jersey? I didn't see it. I'm done. Your did AD you get... jersey is actually upstairs. Why am I last? And you didn't give it to me? <laughs> I forgot to, to bring it down. No, it wasn't. It was third. Mm. If you want, Drew, you can go bring it down. It's upstairs well, once on the chair. Did he get his oh, yeah? Jersey right yeah. now? Three. Yeah. It's in the living room. It's on the chair. Oh, shit. Oh, no. John got his. John got his. Yeah, I was third. How did Drew get his before me? He's not even a real human. No, you didn't. So I followed Santos last. That's what he's telling me, basically. I followed him first. He's not even a real human. No? No. He is a real human. He's an NPC, bro. (laughs) (laughs) I see. I I saw pictures of him and his son. (laughs) Paul Murray, do the Jets have room and big money for big play slight? Uh... It would be unne- like it'd be awesome, but it'd be unnecessary. We have DJ Reed and Sauce. The Jets need to focus on the offensive line. Get some pieces on there because that's really the only thing we're missing offensively. Defensively, could use some help at a couple pieces like safety. But here we go. Bro, got to lose his jersey. Drew has the AD jersey. First things first. Want to show this off too? Shout out to my brother Joel. Oh, facts. This is hard. Little late beat oh, that is fire. Little late B day present, but nevertheless. Come on. You can't really see it. You gotta kind of put it in. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Shimmy? He, he tweaked with that one. LeBron James shirt, high school. Fire. St. <laughs> Mary's. I'll tell you what, I was very hesitant on whether I should get this jersey or not. To be completely you know, transparent. On, with you. on my I tweeted a hey, tweet saying a I tweeted I, <laughs> I tweeted a tweet saying Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback in the AFC East, and somebody took a screenshot. Of me saying Aaron Rodgers is cooked. Ooh. But that was pro-Jordan Love propaganda. Right, it wasn't right, right, anti-Rodgers. Right. Was that the game that Roger, that it was the Eagles Love came game. in? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's tough. He's got the... Needed this one. I, w- I was contemplating oh, getting this one in, obviously, LeBron, because I have an unbelievable Ooh, amount of clean. LeBron jerseys. That's very clean. That's extremely Shout clean. out to Santos for the Anthony Davis jersey. That's hard. The bum, but that's a nice jersey. Who's better than your favorite player? Steph? You got him in your top ten. Who? I know, but better than Steph? (laughs) (laughs) You wish, you fucking wish. Never. On to these super chats. Athletic Greens, Tasty Equator, Joel. Yeah, that's true. Aiden Ramirez, with that little rascal Eckler getting traded, how's (laughs) Bijan to my Chargers sounding? My God. Little rascal's insane. (laughs) If Bijan goes to the Chargers, I don't I I don't think they select Bijan. I think they go for positional value. Bijan going to the Bills, man. I'm Mm. praying. Is he going to last that long? I hope so. Late 20s? Early 20s? I'm praying for it. RJ the God, more likely to happen. Lakers conference chip appearance, Knicks conference chip appearance, Jets AFC chip appearance with Aaron or Celtics finals win. Um... That's actually a tough ass. I say Jets, AFC championship. I'll say this: the Knicks one is last. Yeah, is it most likely with Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, I would say that because it's one game. Which one's last? The Knicks, Knicks? one. Come to me last. Last, last. Lakers say, is third. Lakers I would have Celtics. Third. Yeah, I have Jets, Jets one because one game. Yeah, I'll, I'll Celtics winning the finals is more likely than us going to the WCF. Yes, yeah, because yeah, it's yeah. a lot less to do for them. So I would say Jets, Celtics, then uh, Lakers, then comfortably gaps, then the Knicks. Now Paul Murray again. Duncan and McDonald should be sponsoring y'all. You now, sure. the amount of Dunkin' and McDonald's that we have on this show it's, is actually nuts. It's, it's, just God. <laughs> it's mostly you, yes. If a QB salary wasn't predicated on the QB market, how much would y'all pay Daniel Jones if you were owners? 25 mil. Oh, like 15, 20 mil. If what? If it wasn't predicated on the QB, QB market. market. I'd give him 25 That's mil. That's kind of like impossible. I said, no, <laughs> yeah, a horrible question. Um, He's basically asking, uh, listen, what would we, I would, what I would we give him? Daniel Jones the Jimmy G contract. For the, I said 30, 35 years. million. Yeah. Max. I'd give him three years, 25 each. 25 mil each. 
I'd love to give him a one year deal worth like twenty mil. Screaming. Hope for the best. <laughs> see what happens. But this from Namone Williams. Hey, so I wasn't here last year when basketball ends, and there are no sports for a while. What we doing, or is this a baseball pod also? We Yo. talked about the Mets and Yankees for a little bit well, last listen, year. Year, year round, it's basketball, football. And even when basketball season is not going on, we talk about basketball the NBA draft. Yeah, it's all season talk. Basketball is never over. Yeah, there's, so there's we'll always, always something to have talk something about. going. But Josh Boateng, shout out Jay Edits. LeBron T made by him. Shout out to Jay Edits indeed. He makes great shirts. And last of the chat until we go to the next segment free agency. Same with Dells and John. Wear for episode and put it on the wall for a couple episodes. Of course. Of course. Of course. That will always happen. Basketball always, episodes. Always lit. happen. Now, we see the super chat from Paul Murray. Now, this will be the last one. If Pell is missed the playoffs and Philly loses round one, should New Orleans try to trade Zion, maybe trade Murphy and picks for Embiid? No. No. Not that one. Uh, no, I do think trading Zion is very likely. He has played no, pretty much no games in like three to four years. It's getting bad. Respect him. No, I, I do, but it's getting bad. Like, what's the trade package? So he's like, he becomes impossible to trade for. Zion, nah, for Zion will, Zion will demand high value. Some team will take a chance. But how many exact? But that value is so hard to judge because you understand how great he is. Obviously, when he's on the court with the Pelicans, number one seed in December, to when he's off the court. But the thing is, he's off the court pretty often. So what is the team going to be willing to give up in terms of draft capital? In terms of players. I think Zion still at worst goes for three to four picks. That should be the mid like that's not even a thought. Like, be a couple is he, is he getting traded Boy, for the, the same value? Always hurt. Is he gonna be traded yeah. the same value as DeJounte Murray? Because that's what you're telling me. No, there'll be some players involved. But nothing you have to match the contract. So there'll be some players involved. I but you gotta start looking like dude, it's not it's not even him being not good problem. This is just a bro, he's never on the court problem. Uh huh. Like it's like he's never on the court. And B.I. is also injured a lot, too. So it's like, how long are you going to do it? They're like Paul George and Kawhi, but they're younger. They never play. Yeah, I know what you're saying. It's pretty tough. Uh, With the Embiid shit, though, I I don't know. You know, Embiid just... People took a chance on Embiid. Well, let me not say people. The Sixers took a chance on Embiid when Embiid missed basically two and a half years. And he came, obviously, and beat paid first off year one was of the best players in the game. Tank, though. Yeah, that was more like... They did, but at the same time, he wasn't playing because he wasn't healthy enough to play. I will say the Zion situation, I think, is, is more worrisome than the Embiid one, in my opinion. I think it's... Un- yeah, yeah. It's tough. It's understood what Zion needs to do. He should not be holding that much weight. He should not be. It's clear that... But even it, his play style kind of requires him to be a sort of type of build. But, yes, but even still, strength, think about the build that he had in, in Duke. He was still able to obviously it's different caliber of player, but even still he was just vastly more dominant but think about than it. everyone else. He what did he play? Uh he played like twenty games, thirty games. That's what he played at Duke. Yeah. Duke was a twenty to thirty game season. Uh-huh. He can do that, but in the NBA it's an eighty game he season. He played sixty two games his second year in the league. That's like his only time he's played sixty games. I mean he's been in the league this is year four, right? Something like that. Yeah. It's it's, it's getting bad. It, I don't think he's played hundred games in the NBA yet. I don't think so. Or it's close to that. It is. Actually, he played 20-something his rookie season. He played 62, so that's around 80. Then he, he played, played like zero last season. He played, like he played 20 29 this year. This year. So he's about 100. It's like around it, literally. On to free agency. That is OD, bro. We are going to give our top five free agent signings and give winners and losers oh. as well. Now, I'll start with number five. Okay. Number five, I have Alan Lazard. To the New York Jets, four years, $44 million. You made me feel good about who I have at five, just to know that. The reason why Lazard's at five is because not only did we sign one of the better, accomplished, 
wide receiver threes in the NFL, but that guarantees us Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers now has a, a buddy in New York uh-huh. that he wants to come to New York. Uh-huh. So that's why there's a little cherry on top Got with it. the Lazard signing that that means a lot. Okay. It means a lot. And also, he's Corey Davis' replacement. Yep. I did the numbers. Lazard, the last two seasons, 30 games, 1,300 yards, 14 touchdowns, 43 yards per game. Davis, last two seasons, 22 games, 1,028 yards, six touchdowns, 46 yards per game. Production is similar. Alan Lazard stays on the field and is healthy. This is a, this is a great signing, guys. Corey Davis dealt with some drops last year. I don't know what Lazards were off the top of my head, but I know Corey Davis, every time watching a Jets game, he was due for a drop ball. Um, are we including trades in this or just signings? Just signings. Just signings. Just yeah. signings. Um, I don't have this in any particular order, but I'll throw out there TJ Edwards going to the Chicago Bears. Interesting. Um, three years, $20 million with $12 million guaranteed. It, it's a nothing contract, and I know they, they signed a big money uh, to Tremaine Edwards, Tremaine Edmonds as well. But for this $12 million guaranteed, TJ Edwards was one of the better linebackers last year, both against the run and against, uh, against the pass. And I know trading Roquan was, you know, a bit of different emotions for Bears fans because it was their best player. But I thought it was a good thing. It showed polls get off a positional value that isn't as important as other positions, even though he kind of backtracked and still signed Tremaine Edmonds regardless. Mm-hmm. But I think TJ Edwards is going to go under the radar as one of the better signings. So my number five best signing in the offseason so far was Bobby Okereke to the New York Giants. And I say that for the fact that the Giants had a massive hole at linebacker, and I'm happy that this was their splash. Only four-year, $40 million. That's a pretty firm signing. He's a very solid run defender as well, something that the Giants desperately needed to, to, to put a hold on to, to really establish a, some kind of blocking in that sense because last year they were horrendous against the run. Their pass defense really wasn't that great. I would like to see them be active in trying to acquire newly released big play slay. So Bobby Okariki to to really put a, a stamp on their linebacking core, that's very huge for them. So we're just going, we're all going one Five one, to one, one. yeah. Okay. You go five. All right. I, I didn't have this in particular. I just named my five favorites. Uh, Mike McGlinchey uh, McGlinchy. McGlinchy to Denver. I love the move. I thought bulking up that offensive line, especially for Russell Wilson, who's getting up there in age. He can't be as mobile as he used to be. It was huge. Mike McGlinchey had a really good year last year. You know, he hasn't been, you know, living up to that top 10 pick high profile, but he's still been a really solid offensive lineman. So for me, Mike is definitely on my list because I feel like for Denver, getting help for Russell Wilson on that offensive line, getting him the protection he needs for an older player is something huge for him, especially in this tough AFC. I'll go next because, for me, my number four is Mike McGlinchey, and I have a slash Ben Powers. McGlinchey at the right tackle. Was too high? McGlinchey got overpaid. Ben Powers was fine. I'm fine with both of them because we needed to address the offensive line, especially right tackle. Yes, we did pay a high price for McGlinchey. Nevertheless, with Russell Wilson last year, a huge issue was that our offensive line was not good. His right side definitely was a main issue. And we also, bringing in Ben Powers, where now we don't have to pay Graham Glasgow, who we did trade for a, a couple years ago from the Lions. We save a little bit of money there. Ben Powers was great with the Ravens. McGlinchey with the Niners last year. We needed to bolster this offensive line. Joel, you tweeted something a couple of days ago that people wanted me to be upset with, but what you said was 100% sound. What we're trying to establish now in Denver is more of a run-oriented team, and these are two guys that are great in, in run blocking. And what's fine with me there is that Russell Wilson strives in play action. And if we can establish the run and be a great play action team, anything to put Russell Wilson in a position to have success, it's fine with me. People are trying to say, oh, everything that Russ didn't want to be in, in Seattle, that's the reason why he wanted to request a trade. I don't want to hear it because last season, Russell 
was not anywhere near what we have known or had seen from Russell Wilson. So now it's about getting back to the fundamentals. And if he wants to to to, to divvy away from that, he's going to have to earn that once again. So right now, he does not contain any control and or any say in the offense. I'm sure that's a strong word. He probably has a, li- a, a little bit to say. But really, Sean Payton's trying to set the foundation to put Russell Wilson in the most in the, in the position to be most successful. And I think McGlinchey and Ben Powers was that. So I will say, number five, I did have Alan Lazard. Slight tweak to that. Because before the podcast, my notes had been fixated on what had happened and not, and not what happened. Juju, three years, $33 million to the Patriots. Basically, he's getting the same salary yearly as Jacoby Myers to the Raiders mm-hmm. and as Lazard to the Jets. I think Juju is the best value contract of those three. And the Patriots choosing to not re-sign Myers and bring in Juju shows that they think Juju's better as well. For the same contract, that's honestly a slap in the face to Jacoby Myers. No, I think Juju's a better player than him. It's marginal. I, I mean, if you want to say that, I have no real strong pushback. Really, I don't. But really, all Juju's done since coming into the league is regress. He's got a point. He's got a point. Juju yeah, came in on a ridiculous. He just had, he had nine thirty-three yards last year. He was next with to Mahomes. And exactly. With he was Mahomes. next to AB. AB left. Shit got bad from there. Yeah. Got bad quick. No, yeah, like I mean fast. it got bad. But he's somebody. His sophomore I think season was unbelievably great. Yeah, it was like twenty-one years old for up fifteen hundred. Yeah, something yeah. dumb. His when third it, season, he's basically went from eighty-nine yards a game that sophomore season to forty-six to fifty-two. So then he got injured in twenty twenty-one. And then 2022, 58 yards per game. He's basically been around the 51 to 58 yards he's per solid. game. Yeah, that, he's, he's nothing crazy. Yeah, but I, I think Jacoby Myers, I think Juju's slightly better. But yeah. I would have that as number five. But, you know, the, the icing on the top, the cherry on the, on the, on the top with Lazard and Rodgers, mm-hmm. I like that. But number four, Javon Hargrave. Four, four years, okay. $88 million. I have that a little higher on mine. Yeah, that's at four for me. Given the contract is massive, it given is. he's the second best player in free agency. Yep, you could argue he's the best who, defensive player in free agency. Oh, who'd you have as one? The one best free agent available, Lamar. Fair enough. That yeah. that makes sense. Javon Hargrave, you the 49ers desperately needed somebody opposite of Eric Armstead. Yep. And since twenty twenty one, Armstead number one in pressure rate at that position at fifteen percent, and that was in twenty twenty one. But in twenty twenty two, he finished fourth at thirteen point two percent. He had 42 pass rush wins when doubled, and the 49ers' defensive tackles recorded 59 pressures combined in 2022, which is the fourth fewest in the NFL. Javon Kinlaw was getting abused all season. Teams targeted him, but now with Hargrave and Armstead, you can't do that. And the the, the 49ers don't have a lot of holes, so this was a massive upgrade at the interior of the defensive line. Number four, I got James Bradbury re-signing with the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, this was before Darius Slay was released. Even if he was still on the team, they needed another cornerback um, opposite of him. But now that Slay is gone, this deal is even more important. And overall, it, w- it was pretty cheap. Let me uh, bring it up here. I don't remember talking about Bradbury was three years, 38 mil. Three years, 38. That's more than a firm contract. It's an amazing he deal. What might be his best year of his career. Um, still relatively young, late 20s, I want to say. 28, um, 29, 29. Yeah, so for the Eagles who are still trying to get back to the Super Bowl, trying to prove to themselves that it wasn't a fluke, they still are the best team in the NFC, um, this was a huge sign for them. I also had uh, Bradbury back to Philly at four. I just think with losing Slay, well, cutting Slay, and the pr- we're pretty naked. We might lose CJ. We're still in the hunt. We lost Marcus Epps. You needed somebody that can – like, you needed a number one corner. 
and we have that. I think this is definitely assures we'll get, pick a corner in the draft. Sorry about that. But bringing back Bradbury, like you said, had damn near a amazing season. He had one of his best seasons of his career. Bring him back is huge. We still get to keep somebody that's a veteran of the secondary. So I definitely have Bradbury at four. Go ahead, bud. Three. Number three, I have Obi Okoronkwo. Three years, $22 million. Since week seven onward, he ranked top 10 in pass rush grade among edge defenders. And OB is, Okoronkwo is one of the more underrated edge rushers in the NFL. The only reason why the Texans' pass rush was better than expected was because he was a dog. Yeah. He has a variety of pass rush moves. He can win with power. He can win with speed. And you look at the Browns and what they've needed. They've needed an edge rusher to complement Miles Garrett. They've tried to have it as Jadavion Clowney. It worked. Clowney is not Okoronkwo. I think okay. Okoronkwo is better than him. Okay. I know Clowney has name value. Yeah. But as a pass rusher, Okoronkwo is better. And they also signed Dalvin Tomlinson. So now tra- the defensive line has vastly improved, which will only help out the secondary. So Okoronkwo is number three on, on my board. Good, Joel. Number three, I got which one? Okay, I'm gonna go with this one just because I think we all knew where he was going, but I still love it. Geno Smith re-signing with the Seattle Seahawks okay. for only twenty-five million dollars per year. The perfect bridge quarterback. And honestly, if you take positional value into account, you can make the argument number one for only getting paid twenty-five million when we see someone like as great as Javon Hargrave is getting twenty million as an interior defensive lineman. Geno Smith it always felt like the best spot for him was Seattle, and Seattle's best chance to compete next year was Geno Smith. We'll see what they do in free agency, but for the value, the position, the leader he's become for the Seahawks, I think this is perfect. I'll tell you what, I, I didn't think about Geno because the news had happened already, but everything you just said is 100% sound. If I could go back, I definitely would put Geno in my list, but I'm just going based off moves that have happened in these past couple yeah. of days. Number three, I'm going Ju- I'm going with Juwan Taylor. Now, I understand that that was a high a high number that they paid for him, but he's a, he's a very firm pass blocker. That's exactly what you want, especially protecting the blind side of the franchise, Patrick Mahomes. And it, it forces you, or excuse me, let me not say that. It puts you in a position where now you don't have to sign Orlando Brown if you don't feel like he's the one, the, the guy to be your franchise left tackle or the guy that's going to protect the franchise in Patrick Mahomes. I think that this was a great signing. Sealing him away from, from the Jaguars was shocking to me. I thought the Jaguars were going to re-sign him. Jaguars have seemingly been a little bit quiet for my liking. So getting Jawan Taylor, if you're the Chiefs, this is a great move for me. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that you can stay close to your team even if you don't live in their town. Like, maybe you're a Raven who married a Seahawk who got a job in the land of the Falcons. With NFL Sunday Ticket, you can watch your team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games no matter where you live because you shouldn't have to change teams even if you change towns. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. For me, I have Jamal Dean back to Buff, uh, to the Bucks. I thought this was a great move. I got caught being a casual a couple years back by my fellow boy, Joel on Jamal Dean. He's <laughs> been one of the best corners in the league. He's been amazing for the Bucks, And they need to bring back some, they need to bring people back. They, they also brought back, Baker. yeah, they also brought back what? They just signed Baker. <laughs> oh, I thought you said somebody important. They also brought back Levante David. Mean? So bringing those two guys back was huge, especially Dean. He's been one of their best corners. For the past couple of years, so I got Baker him on my Mayfield with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Watch stop. out, you, you, man. you have to. Where Rashad White? Are you, sh- are you sure he's going to beat out Kyle uh, Trask? Come on, man. Stop, stop it, Dells. Stop it, Dells. Number two, David Long Jr. Two years, eleven million dollars for the Miami Dolphins. Uh, this guy, he was the best linebacker in the free agency class. 
He's better than Tremaine Edmonds. He's better than TJ Edwards. He's better than Bobby Okariki. And he got paid less. That's because he only played 12 games in 2022. But when talking about his production, he tackled opposing ball carriers for a loss or no gain on 6.6% of his run defensive snaps. That's the second highest run stuff rate. And he ranked 15th in yards allowed per coverage snap. And 65% of his tackles produced a positive play for his defense. And he had 18 pressures last year. This is somebody who's good in coverage. He's a great run stuffer. I would say elite run stuffer. And he's also a great blitzer as well. David Long Jr. for what the Dolphins paid. This was, to me, the biggest steal in free agency. And the Dolphins defense, it's looking dangerous. dangerous. It's looking very, very elite. This was Drew's number three, my number two, Juwan Taylor going to the Chiefs. The most interesting part about this is that he's played right tackle his entire career. Yeah. And I think it's reported they want to move him to the left side, or maybe that's not up for discussion, but Orlando Brown moving on most likely does open left tackle as a position of need for them. Um, it is interesting with Mahomes because his pocket presence, obviously pr- one of the best in the league, if not the best in the league. So maybe that opens up leaving Jawan Taylor on the right side where he's been so dominant last year. He was top 15 in pass blocking grade and pressures allowed or pressure rate allowed. So in terms of pass protection, he's one of the best run, run, block- run blocking isn't as great. Um, but when you're the chiefs, you're gonna be throwing the ball 40 plus times per game. You obviously want a guy who's you know, uh, an expert in pass protection. It's just going to be interesting to see how they fit him on the offensive line, whether they go to left tackle, which is more important for Mahomes as a right-handed quarterback, or stick him at his natural position. My number two best signing this offseason was the Eagles re-signing James Bradbury. For that price tag, for him to not even be a top 10 highest-paid corner in the league per year, and for him to have been an all-pro last season, is an absolute steal if I'm the Philadelphia Eagles, especially for situation. You mentioned it and you mentioned it already. You're going to lose Slay. You lost Epps. There was a strong need to to retain at least one of these guys in the secondary. You bring back bring back Bradbury for that price tag. You can't beat that. For me, that I contemplating it putting number one for how great value that contract was, but we're gonna go and talk about number one a little bit. Now, number one for me. Oh, did you give your number Riff, two, Riff? I did not. Okay. Uh, my number two is Hargrave to the Niners. Like yeah. I said, this is not in any specific order. It's fine. No, five, Hargraves is great. Stealing Hargrave hurt. Uh, it was it was definitely painful, especially the year he came off of. Uh, I think we have depth. So I think we'll be fine. But for the Niners, you know, bringing him into an already elite defense, somebody that could wreak havoc, wreak havoc on the offensive line, I thought it was huge. And I thought bringing him in is definitely huge for what they're going to do for the defense next year. So our grade for me is at two. Number one for me happened yesterday. That's Byron Murphy to the Minnesota Vikings. Interesting. You have a very interesting list, if I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah. I'm not hating on it. It's definitely unique, and I appreciate it. I, Byron Murphy, two years, $22 million, $11 million a year. Byron Murphy's a cornerback number one. Yeah. He's a cornerback number one. When talking about the positional need, because Hargraves to the Niners is awesome. He's a great player. Absolutely. They have a defense tackle, although they needed another one. You know, that wasn't a dire need. Obio Karanko. Browns needed it. Is it dire? I'm not dire. David Long Jr. to the Dolphins. They needed a guy in the middle, but Jerome Baker's good. No doubt. It wasn't dire. When talking about the Vikings, cornerback has been a dire need. They lost Patrick Peterson, and outside of him, you have Cam Dancer, who they waived, mm-hmm. Andrew Booth Jr., who's a, who was a rookie. Majority of the season. Yeah, yeah, like this was a major need. And for them to sign him to $11 million a year, a cornerback won. Five interceptions last year. Five forced fumbles. He had three sacks, 34 passes defended. He lined up on the outside 50% of the time and in the slot 43% of the time. 
he is somebody who's as versatile as they come. He can play on the outside, on the inside. And when talking about with the moves that the Vikings made, I'm going to shout them out next segment. Yep. The Vikings, I thought they're doing a great job. They're doing a great job in Byron Murphy to me. I, I love him in Minnesota. Definitely. Oh, Go ahead. So, Sorry, I just wanted to talk about the Byron Murphy at number one. Understandable. Byron Murphy is definitely one of the more underrated corners in the league for necessity. You could say that that arguably was the most the most the the move made out of most necessity because of how horrendous their secondary was. One of the worst pass defenses last season was the Minnesota Vikings, and they lost to the to New York Football Giants in the playoffs because of how bad their secondary was. So I'm fine. I'm fine with that selection. Byron Murphy definitely was in consideration to be in my top five, but he did not make that list, unfortunately. Yeah, he didn't make my list either. When you look at his stats allowed in terms of like yardage allowed and touchdowns, it doesn't look great. But you also have to remember defense, it's really hard. Even if you're a great corner, if you don't have the pieces around you, it's exactly. really hard to put up you know spectacular yeah. numbers and be a shutdown guy. So I think for the Vikings, like you guys mentioned, out of necessity, a great move for them. But number one, Javon Hargrave. I think he's going to have the biggest impact outside of quarterbacks, obviously, like Geno. Um, he's going to have the biggest impact for this Niners team. Eric Armstead missed some games last year with injury. Um, even when he was playing, he wasn't his prototypical elite self. Javon Hargrave is coming out a career year with Philly, double-digit sacks. He could stop the run. And for a Niners team that didn't feel like they had a ton of holes outside of quarterback, it seems like they're cool, riding with Purdy, Trey Lance, signing Sam Darnold as well. But to bring in Hargrave, you bring in another elite defender to a defense that was already one of the best defenses we have seen. They just need their quarterback to go out there and be average in the NFC, and they can get the number one seed. I'm under the exact same belief. Javon Hargrave is my number one best signing of this offseason. This defense was already one of the best defenses in the league for a majority of the season. This was the number one defense in the league, did finish the top of the NFL as well. And then you add Javon Hargrave to that defensive line, making them, again, the best defensive line in football. Nick Bosa, you have Eric Armstead. Now you have Javon Hargrave. This team just continues to get better and better defensively. Offensively is going to be the question, of course, because you don't know what's going to happen at quarterback, but you just made yourself where you already were a dominant powerhouse. You just solidified that even more. So that's why I have Javon number one. Uh, my, uh, to finish off my list, one of my favorite moves, Tremaine Edmonds to the Bears. A little bit of an overpay, but somebody, I watched the Buffalo Bills a lot last wow. year, and somebody who can cover, he can tackle, he can defend the run. I think for him, what Chicago has done is bringing him into the fold, especially that defense and that scheme that he fits. He's somebody that can impact the team. He's somebody that can come in and be an all-pro player, be a player that can be the best player on their defense. So for me, that's one of my guys. You know, I'm glad you mentioned that. I didn't have him on my list, but I did believe that it was a good signing. Yes, it was an overpay. I really want to talk to you, Joel, because – and I'm not knocking you for being critical of this signing from the Bears – because it was, it was a lot of money that they paid to him, and you believe that there were better value players that you could have got for less. Understandable, you they made some really good Edmonds. points. Yeah, no, or with for the sure, Edwards, they sorry. did. But did you feel similarly when the Jets brought in C.J. Mosley? So, I'm sorry, who talked about Both. I don't oh. know, that's, that's like years ago. I don't I know agree. how I felt. Um, I was happy when he brought him. That, well, that, that, that was the same offseason as Le'Veon Bell. It was, yeah. That was the last uh, Mike McCagnan year. Yeah, I mean, see, I, thought, I thought C.J. was Our a good signing. You thought it was a good signing. Did you think it was an overpay? Something could be good yeah, in an overpay. coming off an all-pro year. He was great. Yeah, CJ Mosley, Tremaine Edmonds cannot compare to him. Not saying, not, but I'm yeah, saying, what, did you think it was an overpay then? Um, Honestly, we were, it, it, probably slightly. Yeah, something could be an overpay is still a good sign. I don't think Tremaine Edmonds deserves yeah, I think this. Tremaine I, Edmonds I don't is think, still a great defender, though. I don't think they're paying Tremaine for what he can be, I think. Yeah. Tremaine Edmonds is inconsistent at best. He's up and down. 
What happened there? No, uh, he just spit facts. No, it's just Miami fans uh, are saying that the AFC runs through them. Oh. And I said, oh, that's funny. The Jets beat Miami by 30 with Zach Wilson. They said, oh, we didn't have two. They also have, have not won a division. And I said, how much better is Zach Wilson than Skylar Thompson? I'm being so serious. I don't know. <laughs> Same tier. Let's be honest. Same tier? No, Skylar's dead worse. I'll be honest. Nah, Skylar's, I watched him play. He's Skylar's fucking horrendous. Awful. He's like, um, what's that quarterback that was with the Niners? The, the What's his name? What's his name? That's playing the playoffs? Um, Johnson. Oh, yeah, Josh he's Johnson? Yeah, this yeah. guy, man. He's exactly gonna, my words. He's going to make it look like a fool in, this in past four year, years. This past year, him and Skylar Thompson Now, now listen. Tier. Tremaine Edmonds, he's not even the best linebacker in Buffalo. It was Matt Milano's, Milano's a dog, though. But they Matt both Mil- are dogs. Matt Milano's better, though. And Matt Milano took the, the hardest coverage assignment each time. And that's why Tremaine Edmonds had the highest PFF coverage grade. But mm. that's because they're grading him out based on who they're covering. Yeah. Like, Tremaine Edmonds is not taking the toughest assignment. Matt Milano is. And when Milano was injured, the Bills' defense dropped because he is the one that is the most important to their defense. And that's why the Bills valued re-signing him and extending him over bringing back Tremaine Edmonds. When talking about Edmonds, he's an inconsistent player. He's up and down. He shows great flashes. Listen, he's a good player. I'm not saying he's not a good player, but he got paid elite money. He's not an elite linebacker. The Bears needed to pay that, though. He got paid to be what he can be in Buffalo. If they needed to pay that, they should have just kept Roquan Smith. But they just had some... I'm not disagreeing with you there. I agree. They traded with that. Roquan Smith for what? Like they, a second, third? Round pick. second, second. That's, but you need to you'll take the draft cap. Yeah, Hindsight, nah. yeah, but that's why because Ryan Pohl said we have to be smart about what positions we pay top dollar. That's why I was confused because okay, you didn't want to pay Roquan, who's an elite linebacker, elite money, but you trade you pay Tremaine Edmonds, who's a good linebacker, yep. elite money. Yep. Uh, that's what I didn't get. I'm under the same belief. I think it was definitely an overpay. If I'm the Bears, I understand that my defense needed desperate help. But then once you mention Roquan Smith, that's when it's hard to really defend it. But the one thing you can say is, hey, at the minimum, we did get draft compensation. And, yes, we were still able to bring in someone. I think Roquan – how much would Roquan Smith sign for? I was for? just 100, 100 million. But Roquan had 45 fully guaranteed, and, jo- and Tremaine Edmonds got 50 guaranteed. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. The Ravens that. got – and Roquan Smith went to Baltimore, and he changed yep. the Ravens' defense Absolutely. around. Absolutely. What was Tremaine's – is it five years or is it four years? Uh, four years, 72 for Edmonds. Four years, 72. He's getting paid 18 million a year. Who? Tremaine Edmonds. Yeah, Tremaine. A lot of that is front-loaded. But like I said, yeah, Roquan, Smith, Roquan Smith went to Baltimore, and he changed their defense around to the point that if Lamar had been healthy – they probably beat Cincinnati in the playoffs. That's how great and elite their defense was playing. Tremaine Edmonds is not a game changer. Roquan Smith is, but they I paid agree. him game changer money. That's my only gripe with him. Okay. I think Tremaine Edmonds is a fine player, but mm. he got paid too much As long money. as Tremaine didn't get paid more than Roquan. Tremaine got... Like Bobby Okereke got 10 million a year. If Tremaine Edmonds got 12, okay, I'm fine. Uh-huh. Tremaine got, 30, he got, he got 36 more. mil guaranteed at the signing, so he pretty much got all his money guaranteed Okay. just now. Okay, interesting. Yeah. That's not that bad. That's actually not that bad. Going they, can, on, they can get off that contract in 2026. We know we mentioned our top five free agent signings, but now we're going to mention winners and losers of this free agency slash offseason period. So going on to the winners first, number one, Minnesota Vikings. Just talking about the offseason period, they signed Byron Murphy, who I think is a cornerback one, desperately needing that. Marcus Davenport, one year, $13 million. Darius Slay tweeted on his Twitter, this Vikings defense is fast. You look at Andrew Booth, Byron Murphy, Marcus Davenport, Daniil Hunter, Harrison Phillips, Jordan Hicks is still there who was solid last season. And then in the secondary, I'm not sure if they're going to cut Harrison Smith or not, but if they don't, 
it's Harrison Smith and Cam Bynum or Lewis Seen, who is very fast. And I, I think that with Brian Flores, this defense is going to look much different. And I like the direction the Vikings are going in. They cut Eric Kendricks. They cut Adam Thielen, guys who have been fixtures of Minnesota. But what Kwesi is doing, their GM, he is building this roster up from the ground. They've already said they're not going to extend Kirk Cousins. I agree with that because they want to win big. The Vikings have been teetering mediocrity, and I think Kwesi's making the moves to make this team more than just a middle-of-the-pack team. I think he wants to make this team contenders, and I'm all on board with it, and that's why I got the Vikings as a winner. My winner is New York Jets. Aaron Rodgers, pretty simple. Even even before it was official, it felt like it was always going that way. So even before when I was doing my notes last night, I had Rodgers just to put it out there and put it into an existence. But now he goes on the McAfee show and says he wants to be a Jet. I mean, we could talk about Rodgers. Alan Lazard and re-signing Quincy Williams. So I thought a very reasonable contract, three years, $18 million. Bryce Huff got a second-round tender, um, who's been a great pass rusher when given the snaps, just hasn't been on That's the amazing. field a ton. But this year, I'm sure he'll get on the field more. We just lost a couple of D linemen. Um, but obviously, Aaron Rodgers, he changes the franchise. He changes the Jets' entire outlook from going to a borderline playoff team to now a team that's going to be one of the favorites to win the Super Bowl. It changes everything. I mean, I don't think there's any way you could really undersell it. And like I said, this is just the start for the Jets. The, Aaron Rodgers is the number one piece. And then from there, we'll see what other moves get made. Was, I won't shit on it. I won't shit on it. That, I was going to go. This, oh, go ahead. Was, yeah. I, I want to just tell Dell something right here and I tell it to the audience and you guys. Bryce Huff. Don't sleep on him. He's, he's a dog. I think that it's possible that Carl Lawson moves on from the Jets and we move on from him. Bryce Huff can replace him and do better. Bryce Huff is that good. He's we, that good. We got to see if the efficiency matches when he gets more opportunity, but in his limited opportunity, he's been extremely efficient. I was going to say, I'm not going to shit on you because I was you last season. I felt the exact same way, except now you're getting Rodgers, and there's a difference better. from Rodgers yeah. and, Will, and Russell. Respect. No, it's fact, though. Of course, because Rodgers is. I didn't mean it in a disrespectful. That's how it came across, but I'm I'm glad you fixed yourself, so I appreciate that. So go ahead. Um, (laughs) Aaron just makes these guys a bigger winner than what they already are. Chicago Bears, is there even a bigger winner than maybe getting Aaron Rodgers? I mean, two first-round picks, Tremaine Edwards, Nate Nate Davis, TJ Edwards. They got DJ Moore, a number one receiver, and Aaron left the division, a person who's owned them for damn near a decade. So that makes it even more of a winner. I mean, Chicago... What they've done for their quarterback in the past month has just been extremely amazing. You know, they're the biggest winners to me. Bringing in the number one for your uh, quarterback, which is probably the most important thing. Bringing in draft capital, which is still huge. They still have a top 10 pick, which is amazing. Bringing in linebackers that fit the scheme, that's perfect. Bulking up that defense that cost them a lot of games in last season because we saw Justin Fields, even when he's inconsistent as a passer, put up points a lot of those games and keep keep those games close. Defense just couldn't handle it. So for me, the Bears are just comfortably the biggest winners because of what they've done in the draft, what they've done in bulking, bulking up their draft capital, and then fixing that. Not, maybe not fixing it entirely, but definitely fixing a part of that defense, which is the linebackers. They still need some work to do, but they have a buttload of cap to use. So the Bears are the winners for me. All right, so I have two winners, but of course we're going to go over the winner that everyone's expecting me to say, and that's the Denver Broncos. We needed help on the offensive line. I already mentioned in my top five best signings this offseason. You bring in Ben Powers from the Ravens. To, to, to replace Glasgow in that guard position. And then you bring in Mike McGlinchey, who you may feel like that's an overpay, but at the right tackle, which I've seen has been a hole for us for a little while now, I'm happy that we can actually solidify that. We bring in Zach Allen to add to the defensive line. I'm, fine, I'm, I'm happy with the signing, absolutely, but why I'm even more happy with it is because Randy Gregory 
he's healthy, is very good and was very good for us last year. But that's the big issue if he's healthy and he hadn't been. He, he would play, he'd get hurt, he'd come back, he'd play, he'd get hurt again. So now we add some little more depth to that, especially after trading Bradley Chubb. We need a little bit more help on the defensive line. So bringing in Zach was really great. And then re-signing Alex Singleton, we needed help at linebacker. Josie was great. I was happy that he was back with the boys, but then Alex Singleton came in and really solidified himself, and I'm happy that we were signing for three years. Then next is those Miami Dolphins. Trading for Jalen Ramsey for only a third-round selection is an absolute steal. And now you solidify themselves as arguably, arguably, the best corner duo in the league with Xavier Howard and Jalen. We're going to talk about that a little bit later, but why I don't have them as number one is because last year was probably the worst that we've seen Xavier Howard. And by the worst, I want that to be in the standard of Xavier Howard where we understand Xavier has been elite for basically his entire career. And this was really the first time that we saw him kind of be lackluster. You mentioned it, lackluster for his standards, of course. But you mentioned it, David Long, bringing him in right next to Jerome Baker. That was an excellent sign for them, especially for the value that they got. And running backs, I would have liked them to be a little bit more outward and trying to to bring in a better talent than what they had because they resigned Raheem, they resigned Jeff Wilson, which I'm happy with. But I still think that that's the piece. If I'm looking at the Miami Dolphins, I think what they did was fine. Also bringing in Mike White as a backup, kind of paid him a little bit more than what I was expecting. Eight million for two, eight million a year for two seasons, total of sixteen million. But that was in a, in a way necessary for the fact that Tua obviously does have the concussion is, issue concussion history you want to make sure that you have at least a competent backup and Mike White is a competent backup but I still think the one move that they do have to make is is address that running back I like Raheem Moser as much as the next guy I like Jeff Wilson Jeff Wilson was really solid for them them, they did resign both of them but I wanted them to I want them to be a little bit more active understanding that now Zeke becomes available where Zeke did just be get released from the Cowboys is that someone that they look for as a change of pace bruiser type running back Dalvin Cook, there's a potential that Dalvin Cook may be released. That's another name that I'm looking at if I'm the Dolphins. And then lastly, where apparently these reports got shut down, the Titans are not moving on from Derrick Henry, but that was a big name of who I thought the Dolphins would go after. But Ezekiel Elliott, Dalvin Cook, these are two names that if I'm the Dolphins, I'm looking at. But other than that, the Dolphins yeah. have tried to solidify this defense, and that's really what they needed to focus Diggs on. Diggs is going to have fun playing Miami. You know, you know I, I'm really happy for the Dolphins because they found a back quarterback as good as a starter. Oh, my that's God. Always, that's always good <laughs> that to find a free agency. I mean, that statement's not even rude. What he's saying is they found a backup that's as good as a starter in the sense of, hey, he's a backup that could be a starter. No, 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 no. He, that's not. not what he meant at all. You know that's not what yeah, he meant. Yeah, it's not what he, he meant. He thinks he's as good as two. He thinks he's good as two. The joke was very bland. I don't think he thinks that. Okay. Why do you think he giggled after? It's not that. It, I mean, <laughs> Look, why do you think well, he giggled? What would the production be? <laughs> Look, Mike White would put up numbers for sure. You remember Skylar Thompson was uh, supposed to do the same thing as Tua? Skyler I remember Thompson. that. Not Mike People Fox. were actively on Twitter, on social media, saying Skylar Thompson is a better option at quarterback than Tua Tungavailoa. Ridiculous. They, they let, let's just understand how dumb people sound sometimes, so let's just yep. be conscious of that. Okay, I hate that so let's, um, <laughs> my other winner, I have two other winners. I'm going to rattle them off right here. Fine, go ahead. The Tennessee Titans. I think that when you look at the team, you're not quite sure what direction they're going in because there's a lot of question marks. Ryan Tannehill, will he stay? Derrick Henry was shopped earlier, but then that report was yeah, refuted. But looking at the Titans, defensively what they did I love. Arden Key is a, a fantastic player who I think is underrated. He was a main part of the Jaguars' success on the defensive line last season, and the Titans are possibly going to cut Bud Dupree He's not going to be on the team anymore. 
You look at Arden Key with Harold Landry coming back, Jeffrey Simmons. I love that defensive line. They lost David Long, but they gained Aziz Alshair, who was the 49ers' third best linebacker. The Niners have Fred Warner, Drake Greenlaw. Alshair is very good as well. So I think replacing those positions, Bud Dupree and David Long with two players who can give them similar production is great. And they just cut Taylor Lewan, but on the left side, the left tackle position, they signed Andre Dillard, who has been a backup with Philly, but has shown flashes of being a starting left tackle. So I like that a lot for them as well. And then the Lions. Signing Cameron Sutton, three years, $33 million. They need secondary help just to be bad. Last year, they were 30th in EPA per dropback defensively. You get Cam Sutton. You sign Emmanuel Mosley, who has shown flashes of being a CB1, but his main question is staying healthy. So now it's Emmanuel Mosley, Cam Sutton, Jeff Okuda, Jerry Jacobs, Kirby Joseph, Tracy Walker. This secondary starting to shape up like a formidable one. And I, they also signed David Montgomery. He replaces Jamal Williams. I wish they would have kept Williams because I love him a lot. Understandable. The culture he set Absolutely. in Detroit. But Montgomery's a good back. He's all right. Khalil that Herbert contract. is better than him, though. <laughs> he is better than him. He is. I mean, Khalil Herbert, he has more bursts. He's got more. Oh, see, he's I, got like, more juice. I, I like running he's backs with juice. bursts. I like run, running backs with bursts. That's my fixation. Mm. And for the contract very, that they got. Fixations. For the contract the they got, Montiel, was like, <laughs> Jamal was going to be more than $6 million a season. Absolutely. Probably. I mean, probably I think, not a lot, though. I think Montgomery on the field can do a similar job as Jamal, but you mentioned it in tangibles leadership. That's something that the Lions I mean, are definitely going to miss. after they stat padded his touchdowns, of course he was going to be worth more. You no, get a ton of one-yard touchdowns. Yeah. They stat padded the 17 shit out of is still ridiculous for sure. Not, he broke the here. record. Yeah, it for did. Lions that's franchise all, That's why he's going to get paid, though. Like, Good he's for him, get though. Paid. I'm happy for him. He's a great and dude. I had an honorable mention. Um, and by the way, these are like, I agree with your winners, too. I think the Jets won. I think the Dolphins won. The Bears won. The Broncos also had a good offseason. The Texans quietly making okay moves. Well said. They, they signed Jimmy Ward, now pairing him with Jalen Petrie. I love that a lot. You have Derek Stingley there. They're creating a formidable defense now. Um, they traded for Shaq Mason, Larry Mutunso, Shaq Mason. Their offensive line is looking good. Titus Howard on the opposite side at right tackle. And their wide receivers, I mean, I think the Texans just do the best job of signing mid-tier wide receivers. Like, they signed Robert Woods and Noah Brown. Brandon Cooks maybe stays. He doesn't, but if he stays. Bring to Denver. Let's say they draft Bryce Young. You know, Bryce Young now has an okay offensive line. He has Cooks, Woods, Noah Brown. No, it, it's okay. You know, Damian Pierce, which he's going to benefit from an improved offensive line. I, I think they're shaping up to have a lot of good players. And then the draft, they have a ton of picks. So if they can hit on those picks, the Texans can, you know, really elevate further than people think. Commanders just signed Jacoby Brissett. That's good. He could be he's their, their starter. starter. We're drafting him. Okay. Um, Sam Howell players. Brissett. <laughs> Sam Howell. They'll, they'll be a, he's going a battle. It'll be a battle. I think that's what Rivera said. He said if a veteran comes in and beats Sam Howell, then so be it. He will beat out Sam Howell. We'll see. There's a chance. Brissett will beat There is a, no, there's was a, there's great a strong chance. Year. Strong chance. Brissett was really good with the Browns. So those are my winners. Do you guys have a second winner? Do you want to name I said it. The Broncos and the Dolphins, those are my two winners. I'll go with one. Yeah. I, I do want to mention the Atlanta Falcons just because they might go. have spent the most money. Jesse Bates. Um, they got Chris Lindstrom, a guard, to a $100 million contract. David Anyamada. So they signed... You know, huge contracts, but when you look at positional value, you gave Jesse Bates a huge deal, a guard a huge, a huge deal, even interior defensive lineman, $10 million a season. This Falcons team, I think, is starting to trade for John U. Smith. Um, maybe starting to see their window is starting to open up. They don't have a quarterback. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big Desmond Ritter guy, 
Um, so that is the one piece that if these signings were with a team that already had an established quarterback, maybe on a rookie deal and they need the defense to work up, I get it. Um, but I think the Falcons also see a very weak division in a weak conference. And Arthur Smith is going into year three. He wants to make the playoffs and these signings will help that. Yeah, uh, another underrated part of the John o. Smith trade that John o. Smith's a really firm blocker. Yes. And now it does not force Kyle Pitts to have to be that you traditional blocking tight end. That is the hope. They still and don't have a quarterback. I mean, they don't. But I, mean, I just look at what John who did with they signed Arthur Taylor Smith. He was really great. Be so serious. He might be better. Did it, I mean, it's not Taylor, much. I, I think that he will start over Ritter. And either way, you're not in a good position. What selection do they have? Is it past 10? I mean, Atlanta wants some games. No, they're not 10. Atlanta they wants some like games. They have like 8th, 8th so. pick, I believe. Listen, games. I think the Atlanta Falcons, they made a lot of good signings, but if they don't have that quarterback figured out, then it, it doesn't mean anything. It'll be like a 7 8 win. And team. now, on to my loser. Cincinnati Bengals losing Jesse Bates and Von Bell hurts a lot. I know that they're expecting for, I'm forgetting his name off the top of my head, um, Dax Hill. Oh, they're expecting rookie. Dax or Hill to play. fulfill those shoes. It's a lot to ask. So, you know, Von Bell was a hard hitting safety who brought toughness to the defense. And Jesse Bates was amongst one of the elite players at his position for years now. Asking that of Dax Hill is a lot. So I'm curious to see how the Bengals fix up that hole. And the Ravens, you know, I just think that putting the non-exclusive tag on Lamar Jackson was an idiotic move because not only does it signal that you don't want to give Lamar money, but it kind of, I think it's disrespectful. It's disrespectful and it just feels like right now the Ravens with Lamar Jackson, that relationship is beyond repair. And, and that's the worst thing that the Ravens could have done because this guy's a franchise quarterback, and that's why they're losers for me in the offseason. And as of seven minutes ago, Lamar can officially negotiate with other teams. So it's been no noise, pitch black out of Baltimore, out of the out of uh, Lamar's side. There has been no leaks saying he's interested in these teams. Obviously, we heard the day they, uh, they put the tag on him that there was five, six teams that weren't interested in him. But it is interesting that all these other moves are being made. We haven't heard anything from Lamar. Now he can officially go out there and negotiate a deal. Um, my loser is the Chargers. Not because they went out and lost anybody. I don't think they've lost any free agents. But they haven't made any real moves. They did re-sign. Um, let me bring it up here. Yeah, and the right tackle. And they had someone else. They, they signed a linebacker. That, Eric Hendricks. Thank you. Eric Hendricks, two years, 13 mil. Trey Pipkins, three years, 21 mil. You know, players that... Valuable. Don't get me wrong. You need them. You need to start in right tackle. You need a linebacker upgrade for sure. But this is a team that, once again, struggled against the run. Um, they came up short in the playoffs, had a huge lead against the Jaguars, and they blew it. You're in division with the Broncos, who have improved, the Chiefs, who were world champions, um, and the Raiders are the Raiders. But regardless, two other teams that are really good and the better conference. And you have Justin Herbert, who is not going to be on a rookie contract for that much longer. We spoke about it, I think, last football episode that – the two moves they can make that would save them the most cap would be cutting Keenan Allen and Khalil Mack. And those are two of their better players. So it becomes a bit complicated for the Chargers to try to improve this team when they don't have as much flex cap uh, or cap space flexibility. And also the, the free agents out there, most of the high impact ones are off the board now. Javon Hargrave would have been someone that's perfect that could come in and solidify that mm -hmm. defensive line. So for a team that is in win-now mode, especially on a coach that we said it last year, but this year again is probably on the hot seat, you would expect them to be more aggressive than they haven't been. My loser is the Las Vegas Raiders. You trade Derek Carr, now you bring in Jimmy Garoppolo. That's a downgrade. Respect to Jimmy Garoppolo, but let's be real. Jimmy Garoppolo is just who he is. He's not going to elevate a team. He's just going to keep them afloat. And, of course, you have Tay. 
Now you bring in Jacoby Myers for three years, 33. I didn't hate that, but I hated it with the idea of you decided to replace Darren Waller with Jacoby Myers. That's where you lose me. And I, I hope you were trolling on Twitter. I really do hope you were trolling with the, the Darren Waller to the Giants. That's not really moving you. It Maybe a, a couple of years ago, that really wasn't moved. That, that would have moved you, but he now. He gets hurt a lot. It's only for the fact of, yeah. no doubt. But if he's healthy. 100%. Yeah. Last season, he couldn't stay healthy. The year before that, he did play what? I believe it was 11 games. Was not as productive. But what we can understand is that Darren Waller is a significant upgrade to the New York Giants of what they've had. So that was a W in its own right. But for the Raiders, what did you really do this offseason to get better? The defense needed help. You really didn't address that. The offensive line was solid, of course. You really didn't need to touch that. But what with the number seven pick... There's a strong possibility that you still miss out on the cream of the crop quarterback. And that was their hope. I'm assuming that the Raiders wanted to land their potential quarterback of the future. Unless you're trading up to number three to acquire one of these quarterbacks, because two of them are going to be gone with the first and second pick, no doubt about it. Unless you're trading with the Arizona Cardinals, you're seemingly screwed at seven. So really, I look at the Raiders. I understand that the talent that they have on this offense outside of the, the quarterback is is significant. And I don't want to disrespect Jimmy like he's a bum. Jimmy is not a bum. He is a, a, a an average, a strong average quarterback, if that makes any sense. He's one of the better average quarterbacks that you can have. But really, the Raiders did nothing this offseason to get better. Died at one of the better average quarterbacks. It's perfect, but it's okay, just like thank a, you. I'm glad you, you can like that's understand what, where that's I'm coming from. That's what we're from. doing right now with the Raiders. Uh, yeah. Uh, my, my loser is the Arizona Cardinals. Kind of a little bit of what you were saying. You know, they got Jonathan Gannon to kind of persuade guys to come to the team, kind of be that tampering type guy that can come in and bring guys. They've missed out on a lot of the Eagles guys that they thought they would get. You know, they lost Byron Murphy. They lost Zach Allen. They've only was able to get Kaiser White. You know, so a team who they thought they, they was in the Bradbury sweepstakes, they couldn't do it. TJ Edwards, they couldn't do it. They haven't been able to finesse any of the Eagles players that weren't on the Eagles to come to the team. And getting Gannon, you would assume that he would have that type of pull, that leverage to bring I guys like over. That. And it's not looking too ideal for them. So for me, the, the Cardinals, and they're still, I think they're you still. You Kaiser White. That's what you yeah, said. Yeah, I said yeah. that, yeah. They're like they're still in a comfortable position, especially with the draft and the way they are in the selection. But in terms of free agency, you know they're not a big time free agency where they're bringing in big names. But even these names who aren't big time names, they still aren't able to bring in guys. So for me, the, the uh, loser is definitely Arizona. And you have Watt retiring, Hopkins probably getting traded. Yeah. I, the, the Cardinals could also be looking at this as a rebuilding year. Not but they're in the they're in the CJ sweepstakes. They're trying to convince him, and if that. Falls over. That's another guy you lost. You I know, mean, like, listen. I think the Cardinals, Jonathan Gannon, that's going to be a complete failure. Oh shit! I think it's this gonna, year's going to be bad. They can trade. I think this failure. is the perfect trade down spot for them, though. Someone's going to be desperate for a quarterback trade up to number this three. This year will suck. But I agree with you, Drew. Raiders are losers, and it gave me this thought yesterday. It was too. It was too much to tweet. It was too much words to tweet. I couldn't find the right way to word it, and I, that got me in trouble earlier with the tweet I it had did. too. It did. So I wanted to say this on the show. Notice how the Raiders with Josh McDaniels, Derek Carr called out the team during the season. So did Devontae Adams. Josh Jacobs, when Darren Waller gets traded, says shit sad for real. He tweets it. Devontae Adams, after Jimmy G is signed, says, if we haven't talked in the last three weeks, don't hit me about anything. And then Kelsey Plum goes out and says, Josh McDaniels is not invited to our wedding, Darren Waller and Kelsey Plum's wedding. It seems like the players in Vegas, don't like Josh McDaniels, Uh which should have been obvious when they signed him as a head coach because he failed in Denver, yet everybody was blaming Derek Carr. 
Derek Carr got all of the blame when it's clear that these players don't like Josh McDaniels. I mean, Devontae Adams went to the Raiders to play with Derek Carr. They cut Derek Carr a year later. Josh Jacobs got tagged, and Darren Waller, they could have traded him a while ago when his value was high. They traded him for a third-round pick, and this when his value was probably the lowest it could have been. Yep. And what are the Raiders doing? The Raiders signed Jimmy Garoppolo, who in a division with Russell Wilson, Herbert, and Mahomes, is not going to do anything. The defense is still a question mark. You signed Jacoby Myers to be your what? Wide receiver number one, because I think Devontae Adams might request a trade. Think? And, That'd be crazy. And even then, you know, that that team is not going to do anything in the AFC. So I, I just look at the Raiders, look at what Josh McDaniels has done, and the reason why the Raiders are one of the most dysfunctional organizations is because they pick guys like Josh McDaniels over a guy like Derek Carr when it comes to – seniority and superiority. You know, I, I think that the Raiders, this Josh McDaniels tenure is going to fail bad. It's going to flop. And we're going to look at this as another Raiders failure of the past 20 years. They've had a lot, but it, that's what's going to happen with this team. On to the NFC East. Which team has made the best offseason moves? Now, I'm going to rattle off the teams, and you guys are going to let me know who you who you have as an early favorite to come out this division? Okay. The Eagles lost Slay. They cut him. They lost Hargrave, Marcus Epps, T.J. Edwards, Kaiser White, Andre Dillard, Isaac Samalu, Miles Sanders, and C.J. are still free agents. They gained Rashad Penny, who went healthy, is elite. They re-signed Graham, and Jason Kelsey's coming back. The Cowboys re-signed Donovan Wilson, Leighton Vanderesk. They tagged Pollard, and they traded for Stephon Gilmore. The Giants re-signed Sterling Shepard on a very cheap deal. They signed Bobby Okariki, and they traded a third-round pick for Waller. And the Commanders signed Nick Gates, Andrew Wiley, two starting offensive linemen. They re-signed Deron Payne, just signed Jacoby Brissett. They claimed Cam Dancer off of waivers. We'll see what he does for them. And they signed Cody Barton from the Seattle Seahawks. Now, looking at all the, te- all the moves these teams made, who's your early favorite? To win the NFC East. Now, Dells. Now, Riv. <laughs> you guys are both Eagles guys. Ever, ever in doubt? Jalen Hurts. He's Eagles. You're, are you Hurts. still going with the Philadelphia Eagles is, number one? Is there ever in doubt? You tell me. You're the Eagles guy. I'm just Jalen Hurts guy. I think, I think we're the favorites still. I think because you got to think about it. Like, we were unquestioned the best team in the NFC last year. I think from start to finish, we finished out as the best team in the NFC. Um, in terms of the Giants, I don't think they've made enough moves to compare to us. You know, I think we beat them so bad last year that these moves doesn't really move the needles. And I know we lost a lot, but people have to remember we have so much depth in a lot of those positions correct. outside of secondary. We don't have a lot of depth there, but in terms of defensive line, in bringing Kelsey back was a huge. We have so much depth, depth on defensive line, offensive line, running backs that losing those guys isn't that big of a deal because we could just plug and play. And then, of course, bringing back Bradbury was huge. Gilmore to the Cowboys definitely scares me a little bit because Gilmore was still solid, you know, especially being a number two next to Trevon Diggs, who's one of the best corners in the league. Gilmore is still a really good corner. But for me, you know, with Pollard possibly missing some time next year, they cut Zeke. It's still CD. I'm not too worried about Michael Gallup and the boys next to CD. I think the Eagles, in terms of Giants, you know, Daniel Jones is good. Shepard is good, but they still don't have a number one. Waller's injury concern is a big problem. 
for me, I still think the Eagles are the number one team to beat in the NFC. I think because we still maintain to keep our offense, which is one of the most high-power offenses in the league. And defensively, our defensive line is still going to be great. The secondaries might be in a little bit of trouble, but I think our offense will be able to carry a lot of games. And if you were to rank them one to four division, how do you think it's going to I think it out? still goes Eagles, Cowboys, Giants, uh, Washington. Now, Drew, you're the wild card here. You know, the Giants <laughs> made a big time. They made a big time. They made a big time trade getting Darren Waller. Yeah. Now, the question, we were going to have a Giants-specific topic, so I guess I'll just ask it now. Does Darren Waller solve their number one option at receiver problem? It doesn't. It doesn't, especially not at this point in time in Darren Waller's career. We understand how great he was for those two seasons with the Raiders, absolutely. But these last two years, it simply just has not been the Darren Waller that we were accustomed to early on in his tenure with the Raiders. Um, I still think they do need a, another option out wide. Uh I think that whether they decide to address that in the draft or if potentially D-Hop is still on the table, who knows? I would have liked them to be suitors for potentially DJ Moore, but of course, when you're getting the number one overall pick, it's understandable that DJ Moore would part ways with the team as well. But I think that Darren Waller was a great start to what the Giants want to accomplish in terms of filling out that offense and the skill positions, but no, this has not solved their problem. To talk about the Eagles, you mentioned it. You guys have great depth, absolutely, and yes, I'm not a huge advocate, not even any means, of letting Big Play Slay get released and letting him hit the open market, but it's understood that they do have the number 10 overall pick, and more more likely than not, they are going to select a cornerback to pair next to Bradbury. I think that so long as this offense is going to continue to be led by Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith, bringing in uh, Rashad Penny, who, yes, has been hurt, but understood that when he's healthy... He is good as hell. Rashad Penny is underrated because, yes, he is he is injury-prone. He's missed a lot of time. But it's understood when he's on the field, he's extremely efficient. And we put that in the backfield with Jalen Hurts, who will allow any running back to succeed. We saw with Miles Sanders. I'm all right letting him go because Rashad Penny, if he could stay healthy, it, that is a more than fine replacement if you ask me. I think this defense will be okay given the fact that this, this draft pick is really high. To talk about the Cowboys, I'm – not willing to put them over the Eagles yet until I see what they decide to do at the second wide receiver. I understand that their offense is already going to be a great offense regardless, but to solidify themselves as the team to be in the NFC East, they need a number two option at wide receiver. I've been an advocate of, of Don Schultz. Who knows what's going to happen with him in free agency. CeeDee Lamb is that wide receiver one. Tony Pollard, you mentioned, is going to miss some time, but they need another option out wide. Their cornerback duo, becomes a top three cornerback duo in the league. Stephon Gilmore and Trayvon Diggs, unbelievable tandem. Their defense was great last year. Their rush defense struggled at times, but they were able to figure it out when need be. Not to talk about the Giants. The, the Commanders, they still need a quarterback. So yeah, that's why you, that's, that's why you can't really have them in the discussion, although their defense is all-world. It's a fantastic unit, and that's without Chase Young being present last season. But to talk about the Giants... They did a great job of trying to address some of their holes on the defense, bringing in Bobby Okarigi. That was a great move for them, but I still think that they should be in the big play slay. Sweepstakes, they need help in the secondary. Adoree was great last year. Of course, McKinney in secondary in, as a safety is phenomenal, but you need a true X cornerback, and that would be big play slay. would be interesting to see if he wants to play Philly two times a year, but to wrap up, it's got to be the Eagles. It's the Cowboys, ooh, the Giants. Wow. No, it's no Zeke. Listen, listen, he's thinking I, I about thought, it, too. He's thinking about I it. I thought this was going to be more fun, more energetic. But listen, all you guys are very predictable. 
You don't want to go against the curve. Eagles, Eagles, Eagles. Well, I haven't given my prediction. Okay, give your prediction. We know your prediction. <laughs> go ahead. I, I, was I, I think. We know you're we know, is it confirmed Pollard's missing time? I mean, it's just seeming no, that. I think he'll be back for the season. I, for I the fact that, that he got that. injured so late, for him to be ready week one would be shocking it's, to me. I don't think it's like a year-long injury, though. But I thought it's it was a, it wasn't a, an ACL. No, 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 no. He broke his leg. It's a tibula, I believe. That's a, that's a long injury. Yeah. Well, you it's say. better, though. Wait, Joel, but how are you saying we're going against the curve when we know you're going to pick the Cowboys to be one? That's like pretty obvious. Yeah. It's three month injury. injury. Oh, That's amazing. Yeah. Oh, so perfect. I apologize. I thought that he. he I thought the tibula was much worse. No, he now broke listen. his. He broke his fibula, ah. which is the smaller bone in okay. your shit. Now listen, Riff. You'll have Cowboys at one. We got it. I'm gonna just say this about the Eagles. When it comes to the Eagles, I think all the positions they lost it can be replaced. Slay, if you draft and trade up, maybe for a Christian Gonzalez, you could replace him. Obviously, he's an All Pro player, but I think that would be a good move for them. Javon Hargrave, it's very hard to replace. You have to hope Jordan Davis takes a leap. Marcus Epp can be replaced. T.J. Edwards can be replaced. They're, they're planning Dean. on it with Kobe Dean. Uh, Andre Diller can be replaced. Samalu, that's going to be tough. He's going to be a huge loss. But when talking about the Eagles, I don't think their regression is going to necessarily come within the players on the roster. I think it's losing Shane Steichen. That is huge. Yeah. And their yeah. schedule now becomes tough. very tough. Mm-hmm. Talk about the Giants. Darren Waller, two years ago, this would have been a splash move. In 2023, it's a droplet. But it's a droplet (laughs) that can turn into a puddle. And what I mean by that is... Can you stop with this bullshit (laughs) analogy? Yeah, I don't get it. Brian Dable went to the Giants. Guess what happened? Can you stop? It's just funny. It's just funny. Saquon's coming on a down year. Brian Dable goes to the Giants, and Saquon is, is second in comeback player of the year. Daniel Jones was All world. a regular oh. guy. <laughs> and he's fooled a lot of people into thinking he's great because of Brian Dable. Don't f- don't talk to me. You're about to get me to curse. I'm really I'm trying to stop cursing Darren, on this podcast. Darren Waller. You're a bastard. Because you were on the fucking hype train. There I go. And I'm sorry. <laughs> second, I'm sorry. In his, in his you second me year in the NFL. Because you were on board and you year. and you fell off. I saw two more years of you were, Jones and fell you off. You were along for the ride. And then I started pushing his DJ narrative, and you fell off. It's sickening, and it makes me upset. That's all I have to say. That's not fact. And I'm mad at you. Weren't we? No. The, we were wrong. Me and Des were both wrong about Daniels in the offseason. No, no. Yeah. You at least gave him respect. And that's why. No, he was good. Don't, let me finish, great, damn it. All right? You were cool. I was cool with you. And then you, you suddenly just have this complete 180 switch, and it pisses me off. At least he has the decency to, to admit that he was wrong. But then I, let me not even say that because then now he's seeing he has no weaknesses and now back. Imagine saying this is your franchise quarterback. <laughs> yeah. You guys really just tick me off. I want to talk about Darren Waller. Darren Waller, we know he had elite seasons in 2019 and in 2020. He was great. 2021, 2022 were down seasons. Yeah. But what the Giants want to do, I believe they were in on Hopkins and more, but they understood the price was too high. They're going to play a lot of 12 personnel next year. They're going to have a lot of two tight end sets. And that's what Daniel Jones thrives in the best. From 11 personnel, which is three wide receiver sets, he was 15th in EPA per attempt, 20th in yards per attempt, 23rd in success rate, 10th in completion percentage um, on 295 attempts. From 12 personnel, so two tight end sets, he was 7th in EPA per attempt, 4th in yards per attempt, 12th in success rate, and 3rd in completion percentage. Darren Waller will be on the field a lot with Ellinger. Daniel Bellinger. And the wide receivers on the outside will be Shepard and Hodgins, at least as of now. I think Shepard 
They got him on a minimum contract. It's basically a sure. prove-it deal. And I understand that because Shepard's coming off a serious injury, and he's been injured for the majority of his career. But Sterling Shepard, I think, at his best, is a number two, like a solid one. Ah. That, I know, and that's Daniel's boy. That's something that I've mentioned to you guys multiple times. So I think Brian, Brian <laughs> yeah, he Dable. Is. When he's healthy, he is a wide receiver. Too. Brian Dable can turn. I think that Darren Waller could have a 1,000-yard season with Brian Dable. I want to make that clear. Okay. I think he can have it. Healthy, and, right? in fact, if there was a line out of me to bet on it, I'd probably bet that it does. Because the only way it doesn't happen is if he gets injured. If he's healthy, he's going to have that. And then he becomes your one option. Shepard is your two when you go like that. The running game becomes better. So there are some upsides to this move. Shepard to the two? commanders don't have a quarterback. I, when healthy he is, maybe he comes back different from, from this injury. Low end or high end? Low, Low end. Low end. But, no, but when that is Daniel Jones' favorite target when he's healthy on the field. When when he's on the field, he sees Sterling all the time. Just go look so at the mid. targets, really. But let's make it he's clear, what? boys. So oh, yeah? yeah? He'd no. probably be your wide receiver, too. He wouldn't. No, he most definitely would be. <laughs> he's better than Elijah Moore. <laughs> but let's make it clear, boys. You're lucky I like you. <laughs> the team that's winning the NFC in 2023. It's the same team you picked to go to the Super Bowl. Is the Dallas Cowboys. There we go. He's the Dallas Cowboys are going to make are going to win the division. There's no doubt. They have the second There's place no schedule. They don't no have the, the number the one number yeah. one place schedule. Dak Prescott. Don't forget who that man is. We you forgot. Don't forget who Dak Prescott. No, I doubt you his prompt time ability. So but in those regular season important. one p.m. four p.m. slots, he is amazing. Tony Pollard. You know, I, I, he's a top 10 back in the league. Dalton Schultz will be replaced in the draft. This is a very tight and heavy draft. Uh, I think they replace him in the draft. His price tag will be to too high. I think there's a chance they can trade for one of those high-end receivers. Maybe D-Hop comes to the Cowboys. But you have Gilmore. Okay. You have Trayvon Diggs. The defensive line, Micah Parsons, Demarcus Lawrence. Linebackers, they re-signed Lane Vanderess. The secondary, J. Ron Curse. We're talking about Donovan Wilson. Anthony Brown is coming back from injury. That's huge. I mean, this defense has been a top five defense the past two seasons. Dan Quinn has stayed, which means that they'll be a top five unit again. They, they just got better. If that offense can have a little bit more splash and pizzazz, but that's this why team is easily winning the division. Easily? No. Easily. No, no, no. You don't, right, hold up. Stop. I, no, what you, you, don't get, you don't get tired of this propaganda. The I don't. I, propaganda? Yeah, yeah. I, don't I picked the disagree. Eagles to win the division last year. Yeah, but you also picked the Dallas Cowboys to go to the Super Bowl. You said there's no doubt in your mind. He, it was they lost to the Niners. I agree uh, with him, though. If they were, Easily? If they that's get, my only If they would have faced the Eagles, if they would have faced the Eagles, they would have If they get D-Hop, we could have a conversation. If they get D-Hop, they're favorites in the NFC. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, stop. I'm sorry, but we're talking about D-Hop and C.D. Lamb, right? As if we don't have A.J. Brown and Smitty. D-Hop and C.D. Lamb's better. Okay, it, it's, I'm not saying you're isn't, but we're acting like it's a big, it's like this, it's bro. It, it's, it's, it's The Cowboys' defense is better than your defense. That's fine. That's a, you our, guys quarterback, got a, our quarterback you guys is got a much better defense. than uh, Dallas' Hurts quarterback. Jalen Hurts is better than Much Dak. better. It's, he's not much better much than better. No, Our offense not. is better <laughs> than the Cowboys. Please respect Dakota Prescott. You don't even respect Dakota Prescott. <laughs> what do you mean? I don't respect You just Dakota said he's Prescott. not good in primetime. That's important. It's literally, they have the Dallas Cowboys. They play on primetime. That is very important. And you said you only like elite quarterbacks. He's not elite. But you like Dak? He's definitely great, though. He's oh, not elite. He's, he's great. Not, he's not Jalen. Nah, Dak he's Prescott's he's a great. He's not Jalen. Well, Jalen had he's one year. Let's see what he does with a. And that one year is a Super Bowl. Dak has had multiple years. 
He's never been. Oh, God forbid he lost the fucking Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. What, doesn't Dak have like two Super Bowl, no, two playoff wins? Now, now listen, Riv, I know you're an Eagles fan, so you're going to be very biased towards this. But objectively you're speaking, probably, we know the Cowboys are going to win the I had NFC a, East. I don't, oh, see, if you're to, see, that's what you lose be, me. It's between those two teams. And it's, it's very hard to go back-to-back to win a division. So I could I could understand where you're coming from. The easily part makes me think that me. the so Cowboys give, should win two or three more games yeah, than the Eagles. It should be close. a conversation. We give no chance that the Giants win a division. We don't. No, that's that's no, We can agree on that. Washington is zero. New York is like 10%. No, and no, 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 no. Washington is zero. Giants are zero. It's between the Cowboys and the Eagles. You mean Giants are zero. You, won't, you, don't have, you have no chance to no, win the division. I'll say, I'll say this, and this is why is I Jones. agree with Joel. The reason why, right where we stand today, you can't put the Cowboys above the Eagles is because they don't have that wide receiver too, which is why I'm under this belief I have the Eagles, Cowboys, Giants, Commanders. However, he makes a very valid point. If you bring in a strong wide receiver, it becomes easily? opposite doesn't become easily. But I would favor the Cowboys. That's fair. The but that's why where we stand right now. Yeah, that's why I I have to push back on Joel because <clears throat> there's no way that where it stands right now offensively with the Cowboys that you can comfortably put them over the Eagles. But if they make that big splash move at wide receiver, I'm with Joel. The Cowboys could win so this division. It's not that's it's not easy. He loses me there. It's that's the, that's the only drop back I have. It's like, like, but, like but you also crazy. understand who he is. He, he works in, in areas of extremes, which is fine. That's what makes him special. No, if you get D-Hop, the conversation yeah. is much better. But at the end of the day, no, we the still, conversation it becomes a clearing. I don't see this where you lose me because oh it's just not that's another just not one, possible. Another a we, person that might become available that no one really talks about is Chris Godwin. That's one of those guys uh, that Chris that, Godwin. That definitely doesn't move the needle Godwin's, for me. Really good. Smitty's better than Godwin. No, he's not. Smitty's better than Ooh, Godwin. Respectfully, he's Smitty's not. better than Godwin. I don't know. He's two different types of receivers. Smitty's better than Godwin. Godwin's really good. I guess Smitty does play yeah. on the outside. He can play He can play both. But it's more also, dynamic. This, I love this upcoming season, teams change a ton year to year, but the NFC East has the hardest schedule. The Eagles have the hardest, Giants third hardest, Cowboys fifth hardest, and Washington eighth hardest. So it's not going to be oh, like last league? season, yes. Oh, so we all have the, a hard schedule. I love it. The Eagles were going to go through, and even the Cowboys and Giants the all had very come easy schedules. Exactly. But that's what about why the Dallas? The frauds will come out. Because that's Dallas why you have to, you oh, have to wow. go with. That's why I understand the Giants having no chance because they don't have. Them uh, boys in green going to be real as frauds, and it's not the Jets. But I, I also believe in the Eagles. Listen, they lost a ton of guys, but you have the 10th overall pick. You still have your own first round pick. And Harry Roseman's going to fill these holes. I think there's a chance, a small chance he trades up. I think there's a better chance he trades down to try to recoup some draft picks. He could hit on guys mm. in the second, third, fourth round, even obviously first round picks he could hit on or trade one of those first round picks yeah. for a proven guy to really expand the Super Bowl window. Um, just to talk about the Giants real quick about Waller, because I think that's really the, the most interesting thing that's happened so far. Darren Waller, elite a couple of seasons ago, but he's still, without a doubt, the best weapon Daniel Jones has ever had, and I think that's important. Pair that with Brian Dable, his creativity, his ability to get guys like Isaiah Hodgins to come in day one and get him wide open. Darren Waller, at his size, his speed, he's going to be a mismatch problem every week for opposing defenses. His injury history is definitely concerning, but especially if you're the GM, Joe Shane, you gave Daniel Jones this two year, four years, but really two years, $80 million contract, you have to prove to people that that wasn't a mistake. The biggest thing you can do is go out, get a big body receiver, someone that Daniel Jones can win finally down the field with because that was probably his biggest knock this season is his explosive plays, 20-plus yards, were not there amongst the, the league low in terms of those type of plays. Darren Waller is someone who could track the ball down the field. He could win one-on-one -on -one battles that he didn't have previously. So while he still might not be the elite tight end he once was, I think he's still, without a doubt, pretty comfortably a top-five tight end and the best weapon that Daniel Jones has had, and it'll help him 
pretty pretty extremely. So <sighs> so question, Drew, and then we're gonna move on to the J Love versus Justin Fields, and then top five quarterback tandems. Now, Drew. Yeah, I, he's wilding. I gotta get out of here dangerously soon. And uh, yeah, no, it, it it won't be long. Okay. So, so Drew, one, one more question. <laughs> this twelve this minutes before he has to no, go. No. Go ahead. Don't worry, Drew. What are the odds with Daniel Jones not having Darren Waller? He now becomes at least equal to Dak Prescott in terms of quarterback rankings, or better than Jalen Hurts. He needs more than okay. Do you think there's any chance? What What do you think? What do you think the odds are? Jalen Hurts is unattainable. That's simply unattainable. Dak Prescott. So, Dak Prescott still has better weapons, has the better offensive line than than Daniel Jones does. It's going to need more than just Darren Waller to elevate him over Dak Prescott. It's really that simple. I'm not going to sit here and over-exaggerate this move because I still am under the belief the Giants need to do more. Whether it's in the draft, they draft JSN, whether it's still be active and trying to acquire DeAndre Hopkins, especially if if Dallas is a sh- strongly in pursuit of acquiring him as well. I, I, I still need to see moves made by the Giants offensively, whether it's offensive line and wide receiver, before you can make that type of statement. But I still believe Daniel Jones will have a successful season this upcoming year. Okay, now on to Jordan Love versus Justin Fields. Jordan Love versus Justin Fields, who will have a better season next year? I'm curious to hear your guys' answers. Now, I know Jordan Love has found this, I mean, Drew has found this newfound love for Jordan Love. It's because love. he's making me money. Absolutely. I'm just Dells, I'm not sure where he sends Jordan Love. You know, he's been very disrespectful to him in the past. And if you want to be on the Jordan Love chain, you have to write me a written apology that I read on the show because you, sir, are not valid. <laughs> okay. And Riv, I don't I'm know where you stand. I'm glad I got away uh, with that one. I think no, Drew's still, he's still on the hook. Bro, what do you mean? Because you was hanging on Jordan Love a Bro, lot. Bro, look at my cash out value on him. Come on. Show the world. I'm no, here. Show the world. Show the world. Nah, they don't need to know that. They don't need to know that. So, so now, Riff. Yeah, yeah. Justin Fields, Jordan Love, who has a better season in this upcoming year? I think Fields comfortably. Not because he's Jordan Love isn't good, but I just think when you account for rushing yards. That's hard, yo. I think when you account for rushing yards, rushing touchdowns, and then passing yards, passing touchdowns, I think Justin Fields will have a better year statistically. Plus, you have to mention DJ Moore, Darnell Mooney. The offensive line is getting better. The receivers is getting better. They still have draft capital. For Jordan Love, it's just about can they build more wide receivers around him, but I don't think they'll be able to get a number one faster than how the Bears just got a number one. So I think with Fields, he just has the advantages. You know, he has a better offense. He has the weapons. He's better with his feet. He's better mobile. They run the offense strictly through him. He's kind of like a Jalen Hurts in a sense where he runs the ball and he passes. Lamar Jackson. That's more like really yeah. It. He's 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 a, just a dual, he's just a dual threat machine. So I think Justin Fields comfortably just because of the fact that when you account for rushing yards and rushing touchdowns, Fields is pretty much going to clear Jordan Love. Who's in a better position? I believe it is Justin Fields. That's not going to take away from how I feel Love will perform. I think he will have a successful season. But nothing outrageous, nothing superstar breakout, star breakout. No, I think he's just going to have a firm season that the Packers are going to realize, hey, we can move forward with this kid. But why it's Justin Justin Fields is because, one, he's already shown us with his legs. He's one of the most special talents in the National Football League. We've seen progressions of his passing where it could be a little bit better, but we've seen him progress as a passer. But now you add DJ Moore to the mix. Darnell Mooney now becomes a little bit healthy. Claypool now has a full offseason with the Bears. Potentially, he can get himself incorporated into the offense. Offensive line definitely needs some help. But the running back position, yes, Cole Herbert will be that guy. But why it's a luxury for whoever's in that backfield is because you have Justin Fields. And Justin Fields opens up the run game for legitimately any running back who's like there, similar to how Lamar does over there in Baltimore, where he made Dante Foreman relevant at the running back position. The, the great thing about Chicago is that Khalil Herbert's actually a solid back. 
And so they will continue to have success there. So I believe that given the weapons that are now around him, that hopefully Darnell Mooney is healthy. We didn't mention Cole Komet. Cole Komet had his breakout last season. I, I anticipate him to be a, a, a decent part of this offense as well. I think Justin Fields is just simply primed to have the better year. And I don't think Khalil Herbert would be the only running back on that right. roster. They have a bunch of draft picks. Travis this is a, Homer. a running back. I mean, Homer, but uh, there's it's a running back heavy draft class. You're going to have a lot of guys go on day two um, who are going to be really talented guys like Devon A-Chain, Gibbs, probably day two pick. Um, Sean Tucker out of Syracuse is really good too. But listen, I think Jordan Love is going to have a solid season. He showed out against Philly, limited sample size, but he showed definitely growth from his game against Downing. Kansas City the previous year. But I got to go with my guy. Got to go with Justin Fields. And Justin Fields isn't perfect. Last season, 31st in completion percentage um, among the league leaders in turnover-worthy plays. But it is important to know, I mentioned this on the last podcast, that when he was targeting Darnell Mooney, he was much more accurate. 69% completion percentage yeah, compared to Velas Jones and Equinemius St. Yeah. Brown and Dante Pettis. Like These are just guys that are depth pieces. And, and for most teams, are wide receiver fours and fives. And they were wide receiver twos and threes for the most of the season for the Chicago Bears. So I think if Justin Fields should improve as a passer, getting DJ Moore in, and then his rushing ability, I mean, he's a guy that at any play can take his seven yards and get a touchdown. We saw multiple times last season. The fact that he is so explosive as a rusher only now opens it up more for the running backs, but for the passing game too, that you're going to have to commit somebody every single play to watch him as either quarterback spy or containing him. And maybe that limits the pass rush a little bit too. I know the bears offensive line um, doesn't get as much credit. I think it deserves. It was ranked 14th by PFF last year. His probably number one thing outside of accuracy has to be pocket presence, getting the ball out in time. There is no reason for Justin Fields, who is arguably the most mobile and athletic quarterback in the NFL to also lead the league in sacks taken. That is the number one thing you could look at and say, if you improve on this, this offense could take a step up. And I think it's finally time to say it's fair to expect wins out of Justin Fields and this Bears team. Because for the previous two seasons, Nick Foles and Andy Dalton won four games. Justin Fields has won five games. And we're expecting Fields to be the franchise guy. Exactly. Yeah. Only one I or need two six. is rookie. Year. I need six. So this, this is, I think, now fair with the draft picks they do have in DJ Moore and an improving offensive line to say this is the time Fields has to take a step up. Justin Fields was an elite rusher. As a passer, he did struggle still. The packet, the pocket presence was not good. You mentioned the high sack rate. Normally, quarterbacks that have the career of Justin Fields at the start don't end up being successful quarterbacks. But I think there are enough signs to point to Justin Fields trending upwards, and that's why I have belief. But guess what? And this is, you know, of course, <coughs> NFC East topic. You, I knew where you guys going. I knew where you guys going this, with this one, too. I was hoping for Drew, maybe he would be on the Jordan left NFC's side. East. I gave a little love. Same, I did. We all picked the Eagles. I gave a little love This is the truth. This is the truth. God's honest truth. Jordan Love, if he doesn't have a fantastic season, it will not warrant moving off of Aaron Rodgers. Oh. Mm. He has to have a fantastic year. What is that, though? A fanta- I think at least 24, I think, 22 to 26 touchdown passes okay. and 3,500 plus yards. So, two was fantastic this year. Damn. Wrong. He got him. Was he fantastic? Statistically, yes. When you watch him, no, I wasn't. No, I want a handshake. <laughs> the eye test wasn't there. I never said statistically he wasn't fantastic. The eye test, I don't see it. Jordan Love. Wait, so Jordan Love has to do what? <laughs> I got your ass. When Jordan, you should bring up what? the EPA you said for 20 plays. 20 oh, no, I know. Yes. I know. I, might be one. I, trust I me, I know. Jordan Love. that too. I, I look at the Packers, and quite frankly, 
the best quarterback between these two might end up winning the division. The, the Vikings have made some moves, but you know they're still going to be in the mix. The Lions are going to be in the mix yep. too. But you look at the Packers. They still have Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon. I think Christian Watson has wide receiver number one upside. I agree. I trust Matt LaFleur. I think they've mm-hmm. been developing Jordan Love. Love and I it. think Jordan Love is going to have a fantastic season. After this year, we're going to look at him and say, he's a top 15 quarterback. Wow, he's so good. He's going to make throws so amazing that our jaw drops. That's how good Jordan Love is going to be. And I'm a fan of Justin Fields. I think the Bears have put him in a position to succeed. But I got to go with Jordan Love. I got to go with the wild card. He reminds me a lot of Geno Smith before this season. Nobody saw it coming, but it came. And I think Jordan Love's going to oh, wow. come. He's okay. going to he's gonna go crazy this year. <laughs> you know, uh, so serious. You, you know, you know Fields on a really shitty passing year, it still had 17 touchdowns. Passing? Yeah. You know, Jordan Love, you said Jordan Love for him to be fantastic. He has to get, what, 20, 26? 22, 26. 22, 20. If Justin Fields even improves slightly, that's like 23 yeah, I think Justin Fields will have a great year, but don't sleep on Jordan Love. I'm going and with Jordan I, Love. And I even account for Jordan rushing Love, TDs. Jordan Love has been my guy since the 2019 yeah, NFL draft. You've been waiting. I'll be damned if we have a segment I on him three years later, and I'm not going with him as my guy. Justin Fields had eight rushing touchdowns. Yeah, he's dope. What and how many rushing? 1,100? Yeah, some shit. 1,100. What are we yeah. doing here? This isn't a conversation. <laughs> well, it, but if Jordan Love, like we're expecting to come in as a better him, passer, it's not crazy. And listen, I, don't, don't rule add out. I'll say this. Don't will. rule out the Packers winning the NFC North. I'm that crazy. defense is still great. It's up in the air. That defense, if, if, if Jordan Love can Lions. have that offense at a good level, like that. the a, Packers can win. To be fair, though, if Aaron didn't win it, what makes what gives me confidence that Jordan Love didn't, was going to win it? If the Packers bring in more receiving options, then that can happen. Okay. They'd like have, they have to bring in like a vet though, probably because they really a vet have a or, or draft a stud. Relying on a okay, you know, but their defense is great. Some young I guys. Think if Jordan Love can just do his thing, yeah, need, they'll be in the hunt. Do sure. we know if Bakhtiari's coming back yet? He is coming back. I is believe he is. Is he a free agent? I think the. I don't think he. I think, like he I think Detroit is the heavy favorites, and I think Detroit. Detroit Lions in the division. Heavy favorite? I, think, I wouldn't I say think, heavy, but they're definitely I think, I think my they're favorite. favorite. Well, listen, I think every team in the NFC North has a chance. Yeah. I didn't I, say there's no did. favorite. Vikings, no, I think the Lions the Vikings, are the favorites. The Vikings. The favorite? Yeah. The Vikings who still have who a else would be the favorites? The Green Bay doesn't have a quarterback. Nah, we, we don't know what Jordan I think the Love. Vikings still have a better roster top to bottom than the Lions. Okay, that's, yeah. All right, you're right. I slept Healthy on the Vikings. Healthy Bakhtiari, Elton Jenkins, come on. I just think people are tired of the Vikings. So it's like, I guess so. They had one good year and retired them. It's been this now because we sit at this table with this guy. Top five cornerback duos, and then Dale's gonna get out of here because he has to go to work. I think for me, at least the top three is easy. When looking at the top cornerback duos, the tandems: Dolphins Ramsey and Howard, Jets Sauce and DJ Reed, Cowboys Diggs and Gilmore. Am I disrespectful for saying everybody else is just not on this level? No. Who's the three again? Sauce Reed, Ramsey Howard. Reed Sauce Gilmore Diggs. Howard Ramsey. That's top three. I agree. Joel doesn't have him top three. I'm outing him right now. He doesn't have it. I Ramsey and Howard? I, honestly, I, I forgot about, like, when I did this list, it, it was probably. Who's your to list? Uh, um, he has Ramsey and Howard have, five. I'm snitching. I just, I What's added to that? the list. But I also think Jair and Razul Douglas. Howard didn't have a great year. Yeah, last that's what I was about to say. Statistically, what's wrong with that? I understand that. Look, listen, I'm just the being The potential is right high. It is, being a prick. But it's understood that, yes, this was his worst year. When we came in here, we did, we talked top five. I was like, oh, I don't have Ramsey and Howard on my list. I was like, fuck. So I added them and they're just fifth. But I think that's fair. The other two I did have was Jair and Razul Douglas, and also the Jerry scene and Trent McDuffie. I know McDuffie and uh, Douglas play in the slot. If we want to do, you know, exclusively boundary corners, okay. Um, And Eric Stokes, you could throw in there, but he's coming off a down. So my my only 
jump back with it is I know they're not healthy all the time, but Baltimore secondary statistically puts up a lot of better numbers. They were in my honorable than, mention. Than a lot of than a few better duos we, we need. No, they they're target, like a they shut, target Marcus Peters a ton. They're He's shut, just a ball hawk. They're a shutdown secondary when they're healthy. They are. They're they're like they're a shutdown secondary. I'm not so disagreeing like, overly. Do they not get the nod for being in the five? Because who's the pr- their second? You have Murphy. You're saying Peters? It's Marlon and Peters. It's, it's Marlon and Peters. It's, if you're saying specifically two corners, I'm just, I don't know. Maybe I'm you take secondary and turn mm-hmm. down listen, here I, Marcus Williams and Kyle Hamilton. Then I like the Jerry Sneed McDuffie pick a lot because mm-hmm. I think Sneed is one of the better nickels in the game, and yeah. I think McDuffie can turn into an elite corner he, he boundary was great corner rookie season. I look at the Ravens; they have a case. The Chargers, J.C. Jackson had too much of a down season for them to be mentioned. Yeah. The Bills, Trey White had a down season as well. I don't think they can be Coming mentioned here. The Falcons, A.J. Terrell had a down year. Yeah. Casey Hayward was injured. They AG. can't be mentioned. Underrated sleeper, the Buccaneers, Jamel Dean and Carlton Davis. Yep. They are a very underrated tandem. Is it more underrated than Desmond King and Derek Stingley? Yes. I don't know, man. Desmond King is a savage, and Derek Stingley, although did miss some time, did not give up a touchdown his rookie season. Started a little shaky to start his NFL career, but really became lockup. Is that duo better than Denzel Ward and Greg Newsom? Uh, and probably not. Okay. That's, that's, that's a, I'm saying underrated. I, well, I no, look, I'm, I look adding, at I'm adding them I see Derek into the Stanley, underrated conversation. 100% I think they're under, no doubt, though, because Ward is a, a savage is in his savage. own right. Newsom is pretty good. Was, injured, was he injured last season or the year before on, on my amnesia? He was banged me. up this year. The, yeah. I think he it just was got his contract season. last offseason. Yeah. So if I'm, my two, I'm sorry, Joel. Okay, cool. I have I have Jair and Eric Stokes. You mentioned Russell Douglas. That's fine. Whichever one you want to have, that's how great they are as a secondary. doesn't matter which one you have there. And number five, I have Marshawn Latimer and Paulson Adebo. Paulson Adebo in his sophomore season really made a name for himself. When Lattimore went down, Paulson Adebo really picked up the slack. Of course, Marshawn Lattimore is the cornerback in the in the in the building for the Saints, but nevertheless, Paulson Adebo deserves respect in his own right. So you know, my top five, number five, I'm going with Jamel Dean and Carlton Davis, the Bucks okay. cornerback, cornerback, cornerback tandem. Number four, Packers, Jair and Stokes. I really feel bad by by leaving out the Seahawks one with Tariq Willen and Kobe Bryant. I think they have a lot of upside and Lattimore and Adebo. I think they're really good too. Number three, Ramsey and Howard. Number Absolutely. two, Sauce and DJ. Who's Number your one, four again? I got Gilmore and Diggs. I think Gilmore who, and Diggs who, is the who, best cornerback. Who, who's your league. four again? Who's your fourth? It's not Chris. I know it's so fake. So, so fake. Oh, well, you have you didn't have your boys at one. Jersey. No boys at one. Oh my god! I gotta be objective. They're number two though. Oh my They could god. be number one. I think they could be number one though. You really think they're number one? Trayvon Diggs and rank those four corners one through four. I think Sauce is the best cover corner in the league. Reed's unfortunately four Gil- on Gilmore's that better list. than and that's Reed. with love and respect. He's four. Gilmore's really I, good. He's still it's really probably good. it's probably it's Sauce. Old. It's probably Sauce. You put Gilmore was unbelievable last season. Gilmore digs, and then you have Reed, and that's with respect because yes. Reed's great in yes. his own right. I think strictly coverage wise, if you want to su- shut down, you'll probably take Reed over Diggs. But Diggs' ball hawking ability is is one of one. So we're all comfortable with the top three, right? Uh, yeah, I ha- I would have uh, Snead and McDuffie and Jair and oh you, you already mentioned that yeah Snead I would have Snead and, okay. and Duffy I have in Green Bay at, so, at four and Baltimore at five so top three cornerback tandems in the NFL you're three to one yeah same as yours do you want me to list them yes three to one Ramsey and Howard at three Gilmore and Diggs at two Sauce and DJ Reed at one my three is I have Xavier Howard Jalen Ramsey number two I have Stephon Gilmore and Trayvon Diggs and number one I have Reed and Sauce. My three is Diggs and Gilmore at three, Ramsey and Howard at two, Sauce and Reader at one. And honorable mentions for each of you guys. 
My honorable mention is going to be Jair and Eric Stokes, Marshawn Lattimore and Paulson and Debo, and out of respect, because I, I like the future of these guys, Desmond King and Derek Stingley. I'll go uh, Marcus Peters, uh, Marlon Humphreys, Denzel Ward, Greg Newsom, and Jair Alexander and Eric Stokes. I had Jair and Rajua Douglas. I think he's a bit better, That's even fine. though he plays in the slot. And then Legereus Sneed and, and Trent McDuffie. I'm going with the Bucks. I will mention Jamel Dean and Carlton Davis. I like all your picks, so I'm not going to steal them. I like the Seahawks, Tariq Woolen and Kobe Bryant, and the Chiefs, McDuffie and Sneed a lot. I think they have a lot of upside, but those are the top cornerback tandems in the NFL. Last super chat, Paul Murray. FanDuel has New York Jets plus one passing touchdown in every game this season at plus 2,000. <laughs> $100 bet pays 2,000. Should I take it? Oh, my God. You're banking on Raj to a touchdown every bet. single game. Not insane. I, uh, listen, I only rock with Boom Fancy with all due respect, so that's going to have to be with one of y'all. Listen, man, I think I don't disagree. I'm All I'm going to say is it's not a bad bet to take. It isn't bad. It's not a bad bet it to take. It isn't bad. So that's going to do it for this episode of the Pick Aside Podcast, episode 263. You guys can follow us on Twitter at Pick Aside Pod on Instagram and TikTok at Pick Aside Podcast. And also, help support our sponsors, Boom Fantasy, Mojo. We're going to be on playback tonight, watching the Clippers and Warriors game. And AG1 Athletic Greens, those sponsors keep us going and help us make content consistently. Thank you guys for everybody that watched live. We will see you next time. This is Colin Kelly from the Rotoviz Fantasy Football Podcast Network. In case you didn't know, the show you are listening to right now, as well as my show, is part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Blue Wire was founded in 2018 on the concept that independent podcasts would be more successful if they worked together. Today, Blue Wire has grown to feature 300 shows led by former athletes, media professionals, and passionate fans. And over the past few years, Blue Wire has privately raised over $10 million to expand their team podcast network and business operations now they are raising another round on WeFunder. WeFunder is a crowdfunding service that connects startups with investors. It's a cool platform that gives everyone the opportunity to be a part of a growing startup. You can invest as little as $100. In other words, you don't have to be a millionaire to invest in cool companies on WeFunder. BlueWire is raising money to expand their sales team and improve operations, which in turn will help this show continue to grow. If you would like to be part of the BlueWire investment round or want to find out more information go to wefunder.com forward slash blue wire